It's either perfect or terrible. Yeah, I don't know which one. But yeah, the um uh yeah, Arabella came on. It was funny, she brought her uh her husband and He's lovely. Uh, yeah, great guy. He just kinda sat here and just kinda chilled out and um during so she doesn't drink, but she's you know, she she's a fan of smoke. So during the podcast Marijuana. Yeah, during the podcast, so like my wife, you know, brings down like a like a bowl and like a maybe a one hitter, I can't remember what. Um and then her husband comes over, and he and I are, he's, like, right here next to the mic, and he's, I mean, we're recording. Like, Brian and Arabella, they're talking, and he and I are talking, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You can hear whispers You can just hear us time. talking about each other. We're just encouraging each other of packing the bowl during the episode. <laughs> so Brian's over, like, that's interesting. That, that So you did a whole book, and I'm just like, yeah, no, a little bit, yeah, pack it tight, uh, fuck yeah, yeah bro. He's like, is this okay? And, and Joe's just like, like, told you how they met. I don't, did, did she tell oh, us he how used to be her babysitter. What? We didn't she hear was that. At his, she was at his wedding. She was like a flower girl for his wedding. He was friends with her parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. No oh, shit. shit. We didn't, didn't know, know that. that. We didn't get that. We didn't dissect that nah. much, I guess. My article was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland oh, Magazine fuck. cut half that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were oh, like, really? yeah, this is... <laughs> I thought that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No, she was a lot of fun. She's I, great. I, yeah. She was, no. she was really, really cool. Really open about everything. And, uh, just like the arts, the music. I mean, she's oh, she's got a pass. She, she's doing got everything. A, she's got some miles in that life, man. She has really yeah. done some shit. Every time, like you know, when you talk to someone like that, you're just like, I am fucking so lazy. I've yeah. watched so much Yellowstone today. <laughs> <laughs> and by so much Yellowstone, you just watched an episode. <laughs> no, I watched like four in the last couple oh, of days. I know what that that makes sense. It's a TV show. Okay. Everyone's not with Daniel to... Tosh. No, it's with fucking Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. <laughs> no. It's the animated show. It's kind. No, no. It's a. Wait, it's... what the fuck show am I thinking of? I have no. I was thinking idea. of like a Comedy Central show with like Daniel Tosh. No, I don't know what that is. What's Yellowstone? It's a show about the Yellowstone Park. Is it like a comedy or is it no, like serious? No, it's not at all. It's fucking horrible. So there's just like they're like, all right, let's, let's let's make sure every single character is the worst fucking character and worst person ever. Let's throw them all in the same park. Was the first episode good enough to be like I'm going to keep watching, or did yeah, you realize 100%. through the fourth episode people die just dying left and right? It's just drinking and and shooting each other and then riding horses. You're and either then fucking... their best PR or their worst, and I don't know which one yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really sure. I am. Yeah, yeah. I haven't decided. Yeah, you're you're gonna get a job though. Yeah, that's yeah. what. I'm talking about hey either way i'm gonna get an interview uh, yeah you're gonna you're gonna be working with yogi bear so yeah can you let's get it uh can you pronounce your last name schneck schneck yeah okay ken schneck okay good polish german german Ain. snail nine it means snail it means snail it means snail your last name means snail hell yeah you had a we had a really funny exchange when scheduling this because uh so so you are the first one of the year you're the first this is going to go out tonight you're the first one of the year really excited about it so like i uh as i do with everyone i just like hey man he'll love to have you on he's like yeah that's awesome be great i'm like here's like five dates let me know (laughs) your answer was fucking great and you're just like i don't want to seem like the lamest person ever but literally every one of those work for me yeah (laughs) (laughs) again i have tenure he's like i can literally make every one of those work Easily, it's <laughs> solid. So we went ahead and picked one. I checked with my cats. <laughs> there he said, "Please go." This is really <laughs> fun. You're not going to be hungry in this time. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll feed you right before, and I'll feed you after. Yeah, that was basically it. I was yeah. like, I'd okay, rather you leave and go hungry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do your cats do that thing where they just stare? Like when you when you're like getting ready to do something important, you kind of feel guilty because your cats no. just stare at you. They are so they are independent women, and oh, they like. They have their own lives, and occasionally I run into them in the foyer, 
And that's they're it's not beautiful. needy. Those are cats, though. What's that? They're not needy, though. No, they're just and like they you're love cool. E- they love each other, which I. After I got the second one, I heard horror stories about cats not getting along, and yeah. I thank God that I didn't hear that first because I never would have gotten the second one. <laughs> but they love each they other. They love each other. So you're just you're. Just, I mean, that's what those are cats though. Those are like just roommates that don't work. Like yeah. I have dogs who like I think they Roscoe's work harder than I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Roscoe's on my yeah. health insurance. That yeah. dog is very yeah. needy. Yeah. yeah. Like he needs emotional support. All of, mm-hmm. like he can't be emotional an emotional support dog. He, he needs, needs an emotional support dog. Yeah. I just wait. Well, cats yeah. just build sandcastles. That's all they do. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like pluck. They're digging. They're looking for gold. Well, that's the, right. So the cats and dogs have the best lives ever. It's just yeah. dogs are appreciative. Yeah. Dogs are annoyingly appreciative, which is that's oh, what I yeah. love about dogs. Cats are yeah. like, do it. Cats yeah. are entitled. Yeah. We're cats gonna watch you do it. Do it, motherfucker. Cats are super entitled. Okay. Yeah. Like, she does. Cat, like they put the Every food on the cat and like, yeah, you should yeah. do it. Like Roscoe runs to the door and runs to the window anytime we leave or when we come back. And if he could talk, he'd be like, hey, even if you don't come back, this has been fucking great. Yeah. Like I feel like that's what he would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I really, really enjoy this. I really hope you come back. If you don't, I understand. This has been yeah. a long time. You've done so much for me. And then when I come back, he goes, I am so glad you're back. I, I it's really, been years. It's really I don't say I can't really tell time as far as it's been twelve, thirteen years. Yeah, I don't know. it's been a minute. She yeah. does. She comes down, one of them comes down to the basement when I change the litter just to watch me do it. And like you can hear her saying yeah, bitch. Yeah, like yeah. she Do knows it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, people praised me in in, in Egypt years ago. <laughs> I feel like cats do that thing where, like, dog again, like dogs would be like, "I miss you so much." And cats do that thing when dogs stare at you; they stare at you because they love you. Cats go, "You won't." That's all they say. They stare at you. You won't do it. Oh, for me? Yeah, you oh, will, my bitch. one-eyed girl. <laughs> one-eyed cat? She's always, she's, she's always keeping an eye out for us. That's what we always say. Uh, that's all I got, folks. <laughs> did she lose it under your care, or did she you did get not. it that way? Okay. She did not. All right, that's important. She lost that's it important. at birth. Yeah. At birth. Okay. She did. So she's only known life with one eye. Good. You don't have to explain anything. I have not. Yeah. Had to. <laughs> she is differently abled, and it's all she's known. Yeah. She's one perspective. That's probably the best... Yeah. life to live if I, I wouldn't like having one eye but I mean that's it's a way more she knows. at least like oh they're like oh you're too far left I was like, okay just two inches to the left then that's what I'm doing like when I'm driving if I had one eye but yeah, you can't even drive do you know eye. how many times I'm like oh she just doesn't even care about the laser pointer oh shit I should do that on the other side <laughs> yeah. that's my bad that was my bad like, this I'm is the sorry. other side of her nose <laughs> yeah. I'm pointing this <laughs> I think I can get away with one eye yeah, one eye Joe. Well, I think I could. I think I Cotton could. I Joe. think I could adapt of all the things. You know, I I do know a police officer in Akron that lost her small, her left little pinky, and most of us, myself included, and her, was just like, I didn't think it was a big deal at all. She's deal. like, I had to real, it's I had to like fucking like relearn to walk. Like as soon as like the it was balance, like, right? Yeah. yeah. I like take a step and just shot over to the left side because <laughs> you're just like you're completely have to re kind of figure out that from balance. one pinky. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So we have a lot to unpack here because, well, I want to start with a couple of things. First, I want to start so with much. your podcast because we were talking about that a little bit. when. Oh, you my God, have we started? This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're about seven minutes in. Great. Yeah. It's a surprise thing. <laughs> sorry. I don't really know how to just be like, it's welcome to the Gillis Podcast. It's better to just get going. We probably should have recorded it. like 10 minutes before, too. Like once I got we here. We do that we all the time. Because I was late. I was like all right after you. We, we do, totally should have We do right two things that. every single episode incorrectly. One, we start way too late. 
and we never end it on time. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's usually a time where Brian and I start talking about like uh, like this one movie we saw and how it relates to you know a pair of cords one of us used to own, and then we're like we both look at each other like we should probably call it. We're we're good here. <laughs> but we should We've keep got, talking. But at the we're same gonna talk time. for ten more minutes. <laughs> Just get off the air and talk. In ten minutes, we're I got a beer. This. I'm in a basement. I'm good. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big night for your me. cats having a day off. <laughs> oh yeah, they're thrilled. Oh yeah. yeah. Just having a day. They're just having like a little little vacation. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah, oh, this is a good yeah. time for On them. the beach. They, <laughs> they formally requested that you take as long as possible for this. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't really time it. It just kind of happens. Whatever. Let's do it. If it's yeah. 90 minutes, if it's uh, we've done a three-hour one. I'm here. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so you do a lot of stuff. And that, that's one of the reasons that I, I, I don't remember exactly. I think we just had a lot of friends in mind, not Laura. And the um, uh, so I, that that's what kind of drew me to your page. Then you do a lot of stuff. I saw the podcasting. I saw a professor. I saw radio. Yeah. So let's start unpacking some of this. First, I yeah. want to talk about your podcast mm-hmm. because oh. as soon as you told me about the pocket, I know you're missing it a little bit it's right now. You're not doing it right now. But you did 430 episodes. I did 430 episodes. So, yeah, so I was living in Brattleboro, Vermont, uh, and they had a 4th of July parade, which in Brattleboro, Vermont is – is like three fire trucks and a drag queen. Um, and <laughs> Sounds like a great. It was great. It was over quickly, yeah. but it was great. And they were handing it's out a good parade then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Alfred, really that's the drag queen, and Alfred finishes things out, and you feel patriotic, and then that's it. Uh, and they were handing out flyers. Uh, for a LP station, a low power station, like a co-op station where you buy into it. Uh, and it was WVEWLP, Brattleboro Community Radio. And they said, does anybody want shows? They were just walking up and down the street. And I'm like, yeah, I want a show. I want a gay show. Uh, <laughs> and that's all I knew. I knew I wanted to call it This Show is So Gay. And I was hoping to do like maybe 10 or 15 episodes and maybe, maybe get my mom to listen. Like that's where I was at. <laughs> and yeah, it ended after 10 years 430 episodes uh, and millions of downloads. Because it was, uh, although it was a podcast, it was a radio show. So yeah. it was live on the radio and it was on about 30 different stations across the country. See, okay, because that, the more I dug into it, it did seem more like a radio show, mm-hmm. though it is technically a podcast. It was a radio show that also we made available as a podcast. Gotcha. Okay. I don't even that's, know who the week That's smart. Me. Yeah. yeah. Especially, it had to have its time a little bit. It, it You know, there was something about the structure of it that it was always 59 minutes. It had to be 59 minutes on the dot. There was no cursing. Uh, so I had to bleep people out, you oh, know, yeah, uh, which was fine. That. Yeah. That's, that's uh, really fucking Talk about hard. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, we're going to talk oh, for two rough. hours and swear a lot. Yeah. It was rough. Some of those were rough. Uh, yeah. and, and so 59 minutes, no swearing, FCC compatible. It had to be made available by Thursdays at noon. And we recorded Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Okay. And so I'd turn it over pretty quickly, edit it real quick, and then they would just pick it up. All these stations would pick it up off our RSS feed, and it would be in these random places in Michigan and South Carolina and in San Francisco. And so it was really cool to just yeah. have people listening from all over. And then and then it was made available on the website as well. Okay. I yeah, that it. was it was good. I mean, it was it was really it, just when you were describing the name of the station right there, you have a very radioish <laughs> voice. You're we like, it was WKRP. In yeah, Cincinnati. Don't, you don't feel like your voices yeah. have changed. At what number episode is this? One twenty six. You don't feel like your voices have changed some in doing it. This oh many? yeah, no, yeah. No, no, they totally no, no, no. have. Absolutely, the way that I've heard, I remember hearing my voice 
15 years ago, I was like, that's enough of that. I don't want yeah. to, I don't want to hear that. Cause it didn't hear, it didn't sound nearly the same as it did like when I just listened to myself. And now I've actually just become accustomed to it from hearing it so much now, but it definitely feels like it's changed. Yeah. I say, um, a lot less. Uh, they're just all these little vocal fries that I don't the do. likes. Oh yeah. You, you, you can like, you, you can figure out more, uh, more easier ways to finish a sentence. Exactly. And like, like, oh yes. And that's the end of my sentence. Instead of that's oh, the end right. of my sentence, right? I have yeah. I I've heard like myself say things on where I'm just like, how do I have a job? Like that was incoherent, right? Like, yeah. And it's, you you just have to kind of well, I mean, in the way that we do it too, it's 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 very it's a long form laid back having drinks, so no one's really critiquing it. But there are times where I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Joe, shut the fuck well, up. Well, you have to edit it too, so that's a whole nother. That's, oh, an, ad, that's an Adam Driver it, situation. Editing oh. your own voice oh. is just we don't exhausting. We don't do that. Do that. Just be, be aware. Well, well, <laughs> whatever you say is going out there. Well, yeah. no, I'm, I'm saying like from the point to where you have to, like before you put it out, oh, like yeah, you yeah. individually have to listen to the entire thing. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to. I do it in my sets yeah. too, like my comedy sets. I just sets. have to make sure I want to just like, stab yeah. myself in the fuck. I want to Ricky Bobby myself. I want to be like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to listen to this. Just make it good without me listening to it. And, it's, and look, 430 episodes, there were some clunkers. I mean, there it's were. It's impossible for that. Oh that my to not gosh. Yep. Well, because especially some of them, maybe a guest would call out at the last minute. And so we, at that point, maybe. 150, 200 episodes in, we would have agents contacting us saying, hey, can you have this person on your show? If I was really stuck, yes, I will have that person on my show. And they were, there was one, I, I, I often tell people about this one, they said, you know, I'm representing this guy, he was the gay guy in Menudo. And I'm like, oh, well, the gay guy in Menudo, that's Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin. <laughs> so it turns out there was another gay guy in Menudo no. who will call for the sake of this uh, not Ricky Martin. <laughs> and so I had not. Props, Rick- I would have gone Dickie Martin. Yeah. 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 No, no, he doesn't even, he doesn't earn that. And so we had not Ricky Martin on the show. And not Ricky Martin was notable because he would sing TV theme songs. So he was in Menudo. And then yeah. he would sing TV theme songs on Facebook shirtless and he was jacked. Yeah. And so he had like a million followers. I'm like, all right, well, he, nobody's interviewing this guy because he's objectively horrible. Like he looks great, but he's yeah. singing DuckTales. It's not going well for <laughs> not Ricky Martin. So he's I'm like, fine, I will tales. have not Ricky Martin on. And so not Ricky Martin was on the show and he was just as bad as I thought he was going to be. Like yeah. he was, Whitney Houston had just died and he said, oh, that's my singing sister. People get us confused all the time. That's not true. Not Ricky yeah. Martin. Like that's never happened, but I'm just going to get through <laughs> it. I'm going to get through it. And because I'm chasing the the likes, right? Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. going to promote it Sure. and I'm going totally off brand. This is not someone I'm going to have on the show. I'm yeah. sacrificing my authenticity. This is not what this show is about. Because the, the well, the great sure. thing about the show was that I like to say that it was a smart show. You know that that I really did do my research on the guests and and priding myself on asking them questions. The Indigo Girls have been interviewed a million times, but I'm going to ask them hopefully something they've never been asked before. And you had a vision with every episode, so it's I like really you're working did. at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I worked so hard at that show because I wanted it to be a good quality product. And the measure of success always for this show is so gay for me was that the guests would go out there and promote it. Sure. 
That yeah. was the thing for me. Like, if they're promoting it, then they had a good experience. They care Great. about it, yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, not not Ricky Martin's not getting any interviews, so yeah. he'll promote this. Since yeah. I'm Puerto Rican, Spicky Martin. Oh, <laughs> I can, I can say it. It's happened. my word. <laughs> Sorry, this view is not out. brought to you by Baldwin Wallace University. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had him on. He was terrible, and I'm just thinking the whole time. But he'll promote it. He'll promote it. Was he terrible because he just was kind of disconnected? Yes. Okay. So he there does, was just no self awareness. There was no substance to him. He was delusional. He he was terrible. I mean, really, I had nothing, yeah. and I was so off-brand because the one thing about this show is so gay was that I was never bitchy. I was never, I really was, there, there were other shows that did that. That wasn't me. Like I, even there were guests who I didn't agree with, but I actually didn't talk about those topics. Like, you were more down to earth and you had what you wanted to talk about. I and... was there for them not to do, not to advertise what they were working on, but, but how are you using your voice to make a difference? It was a positive slam. It was, yeah. an, out, it was an outlet for them and you were giving them a chance. Exactly. To, yeah, I okay. still wanted to ask them substantive questions and have a real conversation. Sure. Yeah. And th I remember there was a, a Miss Vermont uh, was on the show at one point and Miss New York was on the show too. And they had platforms, uh, of supporting LGBTQ students. Now, I'm sure I could have had some critical questions about pageants and whatnot, but that's not what the show was. So not Ricky Martin just listening to that, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you and Whitney. Uh, people put those <laughs> together all the time. Not right. like, So it was terrible, terrible. So end of the story is not Ricky Martin. So I finished the episode, and it was just – I walked out of there just drenched in sweat, like just from yeah. not being authentic. Yeah. And – Put it out there to the world. Not Ricky Martin took the clip, put it on YouTube where he's got a million followers, put it on Facebook, and he spliced out all of the identifying information for the show. And so I got nothing, nothing out, out of, of it. That. And thank God, because I don't want that. Uh, that yeah, that's me. one of those. That's the lucky scenario. Where you're like, this awesome. is the one out of ninety nine to where I'm like, this is fine. It's not on. It's not on the website. Uh, I don't think I put. That oh, it's episode. not. I, I that was. So. I was going to ask. Okay. I'll go back and look. Yeah, that was a big deal. I, you know, I will pay the fees for that website in perpetuity. I want to keep those episodes there. And it cracks me up that every now and then, maybe every three or four months, I'll just go on the site and look at the stats. And people are still listening to it. And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm proud of that. I, I think I'm I listened to 10. Yeah. Whoa! That's I think I listened to about way more 10. than I've ever yeah. listened, I listened to. <laughs> well, I wanted to. Not. I, I just kind of wanted to get a sense of the. Uh, the cadence, yeah. uh, the, the the way that you were kind of doing it, it's a very good, it's a very very good. It's an interview. It really I and I that. and I I say that because technically this is an interview. We have had ones on here, and I'm not complaining about them. We had Brett from Good Company on here. Yeah, I don't think we talked about Good Company at all. We we, we, yeah, <laughs> shit we, just got. It was it, it just went off the rails, I and we just that. kept it there for like an hour. And, and I saw Brad. I loved him. He's great. I love that. Great I, guy. I, I saw the guy like a week ago, because or like two weeks ago, because I did a show in He's his gonna room. He's going to promote that. He's going to remember He's a great that. Guy. He's a great. His, guy. his coworkers were the people that were below him at the job, like not below him. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. His, his the people that like work for him. Servants. The, yeah, yeah. Servants. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the servants. They the bartenders. They <laughs> they were listening to yeah. it, and they were like, "Oh, that was you," because I did the yeah, show. I was like, yeah, "Oh yeah, yeah, is Brad here?" They're like. No, he's not. He's like not feeling well. I was like, oh yeah, well I had him on my yeah, podcast. He, did, he didn't know I was doing this. So like, oh, that was your podcast, The Guild List. And he I was, was like, great. whoa, people listen. Like you forget people I listen. Love that. Well, oh my gosh, you forget yeah. all the time. That's what's helped us is that having guests. Basically, we have a new audience every single week. 
You know, we have the people that come every single exactly. week, but then we yeah. have a new audience. That's why I like doing it this way. I like doing it this way because we get to meet new people literally every single week. People have asked all the time, like, uh, you know, are you worried you're going to run out of people to talk to? Like, no. no. Are you kidding There's me? There's no such thing there as so running out of people. so many awesome people in, like, in Akron and Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. Fuck, even North Ridgeville. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Exactly. <laughs> but there's one talented person. You're about to next week. Yeah. There's one talented person. The mayor, person. Of, North, North Ridge the mayor of North Ridgeville yeah. is coming on. But so you smoke weed. He's like, uh, dude, uh, yeah, I'm drunk. Yeah, I fucking love chiefing. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. going to happen. No, but I remember I remember Margaret Cho was on the show, and I did not ask her a single thing that she had not been asked before. Yeah. And it wasn't great. Yeah. I remember she was in the car, the, uh, the sound quality, and I felt like, gosh, I walked away from that one. I did not ask. She does how many interviews a week? I did not ask her a single thing she'd never been asked This before. was pre-pregnancy, right? Is she pregnant? Margaret Cho? She was. Uh, the I comedian, mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, she had, she, baby. she had a baby. She had a special with it. I like her totally baby. don't even remember that. Oh, no. Yeah, she yeah. she she did a special where she was pregnant. So you, and wait, it was yeah. fucking... Margaret Cho? Yeah. Like or a stand-up think- comedian. Ali Wong, are you thinking of? You oh yeah, are. I'm thinking Ali Wong. You are. Baby Cobra, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. Never mind. I played. I the remember fifth. because I, I I remember watching Baby Cobra. <laughs> that was the name of the special. Was Baby Cobra? Yeah. Ali Wong. And uh, wait, who the fuck is Margaret Cho? Margaret Cho, you know her if you saw her. She's a oh comedian. yeah, I know her. Yeah. Okay, I know the name. She's been on a ton of shows. She was she was on like one of the first seasons of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. She she was a big comedian in the '90s. Yeah, she was a groundbreaking comedian. Yeah. I grew up on I I'm telling you I grew up on brick wall comics in the 1980s and 90s so like back when when Rosie was you know Rosie O'Donnell was doing stand up comedy and Ellen was doing stand up comedy yeah. and I'm sure there were non lesbians but I can't remember any of them uh, <laughs> but like that, I those don't think are, so I think yeah. it was just yeah. those two I think yeah. just yeah. those two Suzanne Offer. Yeah. she was an amazing one and 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 Margaret Cho was really big in the 90s and uh, her comedy just spoke to me. Yeah, it was beautiful. She was always a. a, a She was never pregnant too. No, I don't think so. She doesn't have a child. I I mean, she could. I don't want to start. She could get pregnant. Yeah, well, she can. Yeah, yeah, super capable. If she listens to this, she's like, "Fuck this fucking guy." (laughs) He's never making a comedy. I appreciate a Margaret Cho. I'm sorry. Yeah, that wasn't Brian. That was Joe that said that. Yeah, that was Joe. Yeah, Joe and Ross. I would never say that about the dog. Roscoe actually said (laughs) it while he was barking. I did have a quick because you said something and because I've had. Like in my mind and in like conversations with myself about some of these, how I would handle a quote unquote bigger name. So you said mm. that when she came on, you didn't ask her anything that she hadn't already been asked. That was disappointing, yeah. So I, that's kind of the way that I would have done it too. Like I would have, if like just bl- blast something out, like like someone is sitting in that chair that comes on and they're, they're our biggest guests, like nationally, internationally, whatever. Just say like Kevin Hart or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sitting in that chair. I'm. Me, I don't want to be like, so how'd you start in comedy? Because right. he's answered that question so many exactly. times. Yeah. Like the only thing in my mind with him is you are literally in a in a in a forget the financial, in a recognition realm that a handful of humans in human existence has been in. How in the world do you not do lose you your that? mind? Absolutely. Yeah. Like that, but but you said that I it didn't go well or you didn't think that it went yeah, well. Yeah, the Indigo girls I was good with. Um Judy Shepard was a big deal for me. Uh, Judy Shepard, who who was the mother of Matthew Shepard, uh, who was murdered in 98, oh, okay. who really kicked off like so many. Judy Shepard, for so many of us in the LGBTQ community, was our mother. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, talk about a accidental activist. This is not a woman who set out to be an activist. It was just a horrible situation, obviously, that happened. And 
I remember she was on our 100th episode. And that one I really wanted to ask her questions that she hadn't been asked before. And and it it has to, right, this is the balance that you're always trying to strike. You want it to be reflective, interviewing someone, be reflective of who you are, but also you don't want to take over the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy. It's balance. a balancing act. Yeah. It really, really is. It's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when there's for us, we have to deal with that. There's three of us, the guests. There's three, and sometimes you're not that person at all. Which I think I told you when you and I were messaging. I'm like, so it's not going to be a real warm up period to get you to start going and no. got clear or not. But we've had sometimes takes 15, 20 minutes sometimes to, to kind of get them going. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be... <laughs> like, all right, we're over. Wait, but there's more. Okay. <laughs> we didn't even talk about me being a professor. All of a sudden, yeah. he's like, I've had nine beers. Where am I crashing? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we've had some that sometimes he and I have to kind of dominate a little to kind of bring them yeah. out. And then they're good. Then they they get going. But In person ones, is also different too, right? Very, so in fate, very. Right. I probably had, in 430 episodes, I probably had well over 600 guests. In person... I probably interviewed eight. No shit. They were all over the. That's phone. a different dynamic. It's a people don't people don't think different. about that. Yeah, I. Yeah. That's it's hard. It's not harder. It's different, right? Yeah. But it's 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 difficult, and you. I think for me and right, and this was this is a difference in the way that we approach it. I was way too structured about having this unbelievably flattering intro. To the point where it was okay. disarming for them of like, oh, okay. I wanted to prove from the intro that I did my research. So that mm-hmm. these people who are calling in, right, because they're going to be disengaged. It's hard for me to be disengaged sitting here. Um, some people will manage. I have no doubt. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, but on the phone, you know, they're doing other things and I can't see them. And so I need to pull them in immediately. And and even from the, from the jump, from the intro, that's what I was trying to do. Well, yeah. it... You had constraints, though. Like, like, like you had to be way more structured. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of times, like, he and I will do some research, but a lot of times we don't do too much because the research is actually part of this discussion. Yeah. I don't want to... Organic like, is good. Yes. I don't yeah. want to have, like, I don't want to already know a lot of the answers to the questions before I ask them. Right. Because our, our, our reactions are going to... I want them to be genuine. And he and I are kind of a lot better if we're just kind of going off the cuff anyway. Absolutely. If he and I are yep. reading questions, he and I are going to get fucking bored. Right. Yeah. You know, we're just not going I'll to. get bored asking it. I'll be like, look, you've, like, I, I've been thinking about this. I have to say it. So, yeah. yeah. But what's going to happen is we'll ask you a question. You'll answer. And he's going to think of another question that I hadn't thought about. I love that. Yeah. That's it's just it's the way it's better. It works for us. I co-hosted probably maybe 120 of the 430 episodes, uh, and and I originally found a co-host by putting out an ad on Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> I said I wanted a I would like a lesbian co-host, please, and I got two responses, um, and and so I went with the non-porn one. <laughs> and uh, and it, that was challenging, and and you have to you have to do that interplay. Like that interplay is hard because what if you are thinking of a question, right? And you have this question where you are headed with this, and then uh oh, there's another guy on another mic who just went in a totally different direction. Sure, this yeah. is like why I'm a bad co-teacher as well. Because yes. like, wait, why are you talking? This right? So that's it's, that's something that you work on. It can yeah. no that, that that can it, it can turn like a spider web of an interview, which can be good and can be bad. Like, it can be good because all of a sudden it's going in directions you're already planning on and it's super organic. And you're literally listening to three or two or four, however many people are on, because we've had all of those, yep. at literally kind of discovering the answers and these Absolutely. questions at the same time. But 
it can because like if I think of a question, and this is, I'm sure it's happened to us, I can't think of an actual instance right now, where I have a question that I wanna ask, he asks a question, and then you give a longer answer, more interaction, and all of a sudden I'm like, it doesn't make sense for me to ask that question anymore because we're 15 minutes removed. You have to be okay with that. Yes, exactly. That's, it's tough. There were times I was not okay with that. Yeah. It's, well, again, again, but then you also, you have a 59 minute window to do that. He and I will sometimes have 90 minutes to fucking two and a half hours. So sometimes we'll actually get that callback to be able to do that. That is very more, it's way more restrictive. Yeah. Yeah. I started playing games with the guests and that, I, I have to say, I started liking the episodes even more, and I already loved the show. But I would just start playing games with them, and, like and I would have um, Carney Wilson from Wilson Phillips, yeah. and I, <laughs> Wilson Phillips. I don't care what anyone says. I largely just don't care what anybody says. Period. But <laughs> about Wilson Phillips, like I, I was actually in my coffee shop, Gypsy Bean, uh, on 65th in Detroit, and I was saying something about Wilson Phillips, and one of the baristas. Hold on, that's yours. Um, as in, I have a chair that I sit in, and when someone else is in it, I get upset. All right, moving Oh, on. okay. I was, <laughs> was going like, to say. We're talking entitled. I used to work right next door to there. I was like, Good, you could have got me free I, coffee for two years. I love, I love Gypsy Bean. 7 a.m., there is one chair in the corner. I am there almost every morning at 7 a.m. Really? It's where I get writing done. I don't get a lot of work Fuck, done at home. I'm going to run into you there. because Oh, like, yeah. We, I'm there we, in the corner. I, uh, I, yeah. I really, really – I like Gypsy Bean. I love the food. I love the coffee. I love the people. They're so nice. I really and like that. I love the beans there, too. Yeah. I've never tasted coffee Not a single life. Gypsy yeah. there, though. <laughs> I've, never, I've never tasted what coffee in my life. What do you drink there, water? I drink tea. You've I never had coffee? Ever? In my life. you never had beans? I'm Your gypsies insufferable enough without caffeine. I don't know that we need to like jack me up on yeah. whatever blend they have. But um, anyway, yeah, I said something about Wilson Phillips, and one of the baristas like, yeah. "Oh, isn't that the volleyball from Castaway?" <laughs> no. And holy shit, that's funny. what that's just brilliant. happened. <laughs> and he was serious, and I was upset. Oh, that's so um, yeah, yeah. That's that yeah. is upsetting. But I remember, so <laughs> I had a Wilson Phillips piano book. And before every song, it had a couple adjectives to describe how you would play the song, like bright and lively. And so I just did a multiple choice quiz for Carney Wilson uh, where I would name a song and I would give her different choices of adjectives. And she had to pick the adjectives that were listed in the Wilson Phillips piano book. No shit. And... I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. She just kept saying, and there was a lot of bleeping, this is the dumbest fucking thing I have ever done because she got everyone wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, we just, <laughs> and we had a blast, right? And we just had yeah. so much fun. For this filmmaker, Rolla Selback, who who made a amazing, if you've never seen on YouTube, there's something called, uh, I think it's called A, a Day with Muslims. Mm-hmm. And she just took a couple Trump voters, and she's Muslim, she's a Muslim filmmaker, yeah. and she spent a day with them. Uh, and and it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, that's that's a good, that's a great concept. Oh yeah, too. she didn't know that there was a YouTube video of some random ass palm reader analyzing her palm print on YouTube. Really? And so I watched this video, me and six other people, there may be seven views on this, and I asked her <laughs> questions, and for half the game, she thought I was completely making this up, that there wasn't actually a video about her palm print. <laughs> that's and so, awesome. Like, that's the kind of stuff, like, oh, that's right, let me get some of my personality in here, let's have a blast, let's do something they haven't done, and then let's also do substance. Like, sure. yeah. there are people listening, how do they not burn out? How do they use their voices to make a difference? I miss that show. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> well, like, you know, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, it's obvious you do. I mean, it, 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 yeah. I'm, it's, 
I, I I would even venture to say I'm not even sure it's that you missed the show. I just think you missed doing that in general. I do. You like interviewing yeah. people. It's a host thing. Like how long how long are you doing it? Ten years? You said? Ten years. So I mean like you take ten years like ten years out of your you're retiring. How many people do I know that retire? Yeah. Like old like 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 my dad retired from he was a paramedic. Yeah. He's he's talked about getting a new job because it's just the fact of working. And that's a job no one wants yeah. to work. So you're doing a job you you want to work and you stop. There's no way you're not like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Like you're like, oh, I fucking I have that itch. I still need I, to scratch. I it. think I'm a good professor. I think I'm a fine writer. Yeah. I think I'm really good at interviewing people. Yeah. Honestly, I it's and, a personal thing. It's, it's it's a I very much because I and that's a hard thing. You don't want to say things like that. You know, like, like well, you might. Because you don't seem to give a shit. <laughs> but I mean, th th there are times where like he and I have done episodes and my wife would be like, how'd it go? And I'm like, honestly, it was really good. Yeah. And it wasn't really good just because we had fun and it was funny. He and I did one with um, uh, comic uh, Bill Squire. Yeah. And I still think it's one of our better interviews, like an actual interview. You know, I think we, we laughed a lot. We had some beers. But we were... Asking Bill questions and letting him go. And then it. it was turning into more questions. And we, it was the most, I think, structured, as much as we structure an interview, like that. And it's, it's one I'm really, really proud of. I'm really proud that we did that. We have had I other ones that, that are fantastic yeah. where, like, Andre Knott has been on twice from ES, uh, uh, from, uh, from the Cleveland Fox. Indians. From sure, Fox. sure. He's a friend of mine. I've known him since fourth grade. That's, so, a, that's a sports ball thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, foosball. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he came on. He Same thing. We were on the 100th episode, and I texted him, like, hey, man, 100th episode's coming up. You want to be number 100? He's like, yeah, I have to be 100. I love and that. We, yeah. And it is a three-hour shit show of just insane. us just bouncing. Like, he'll tell a story about Josh Cribs, and then Brian will tell a story about... You know, the first time that he got drunk before he did comedy. And then yeah. I'll tell a story about Brian as Andre as a kid. And it was just that. And it's just as much fun. Have people back. I will say that I loved having new guests every week. But then I would have people, Netta Ulubi, who is the arts and culture correspondent for NPR. Mm -hmm. She was on every Christmas for 10 years. Oh, really? She awesome. was the Christmas episode. And I have to remind myself, I've never met this woman. Yeah. Because you develop these relationships with people. And the first episode was great. We had a great time in 2008. Yeah. But she was also on that last episode, 430. And at that point, she'd been on the show for 10 years. She'd been on eight or nine times. What we were able to do at that point, it does develop more. And so yeah. every now and then, have guests back. Because it really, so it, it's a different type of conversation. And that's eight hours, too, separated yeah. in 10 years. Oh, my gosh. More than I've spent it's with like that movie. a lot of people. It's like, yeah. it's like that movie, what is it? 27 Hours with James Franco? But no, the one with Isn't the boy. It's over 10 shoot years. his arm off? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was, it? What was the, the one George. that was literally filmed over 10 oh, years? Oh, Boyhood. Boyhood. Oh, yeah, boyhood. Yeah. I think yeah. you said Boy George. I was like, I don't know if he was in a movie. I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally. But I thought this was going to be a dating opportunity for me. I'm like, who are you guys setting me up with? I'm yeah. excited. We're not done yet. Dwayne oh, Dillon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't guarantee they're gay, but I mean, we'll Honestly, introduce you at to this people. point, yeah. whatever you got for me. You can figure it <laughs> out. Yeah. I don't we, know that I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> we've had, we've had repeats. Been a problem. Like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so we've had, we've had Andre on twice. We had Gerald uh, Spawn, who's an MMA fighter. He's come on twice. Um, my friend Savannah, who runs uh, Social Pause, she's come on, I think, Haley. three times. Haley's been on twice. Haley's about to be on a third time. 
Which uh, Haley? Haley Mills. She runs the Cleveland Bucket List. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's great. She was probably, uh, she was the first kind of like, if you want to call it like big guess I had. Like she's the, the first regular too, you could yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we talk, like her and I are actually working on Bright Winter together too. So, I mean, we're, I, she's, the funny thing about this, like you didn't have the opportunity because yours are like, uh, like phone call or, or video like mm-hmm. kind of interviews. But, I mean, we've met people that have become friends. I love that. Like I no. talk to OK Pants once a week now and he's been on twice. You know, and it just, it's a, it's one of those things that turns out like, cause I, I thought once I hit a certain age, I'm like, my friends are my friends at this point. Right. Who am I going to meet and how am I going to meet them? And it's through this. I've now he does it for way. friends. You're going to be best friends now. It's almost oh, like, you, yeah, it's almost like you enter as strangers and then you like leave as friends. Yeah. And then you realize there's like, Fuck a, like you, he read yeah. this over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's one of his plaques underneath the jujitsu practice trophies. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Those are real tr- I got that at, uh, what, what is the, uh, oh, man. TJ Maxx. What, what's the, no, it's the Irish store over there on, uh, oh, man. Irish Imports, I think is where I got that. Because no, I actually have two hats like that. And I only oh, buy this them. That's all I do, yeah. yeah. I only bought them. I bought. I only buy those hats from this place, Irish Imports. I got to check it out. And uh, I bought that there. It's all this. Are like, those called cabbie stuff. hats, by the way? I call them newsy hats. Same I don't think newsy. that they are though. Because I've always want. I'm honestly, I've always wanted to get one, but I don't know if it fits my head properly. You know I what call I mean? Them, like Peaky Blinders hats. I'm not really sure if there's an actual name. No, they're those, are, those are poofier. Oh, they're bigger. The peaky, yeah, the Peaky. Yeah. Blinders you, you know what I mean? Like like some like people that have flat brimmed like 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 NBA hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so those hats do not fit their head properly, but they still wear. I have them. a small head apparently. Yeah. I've yeah. always wanted to wear cabbie. Like what? What do you call them again? I call them newsy hats. Newsy hats. I've always wanted to have a newsy hat. Because I watched the challenge on MTV, like old yeah. episodes. And they're always wearing it. I'll this take is, it to Irish Imports, man. I love those hats. They're yeah, super this comfortable. This was my grandfather's. It's yeah. comfy. It was from Banana Republic. But I like saying it's from <laughs> my grandfather. So, old yeah. Na- I said Old Navy. I whispered in the mic like a minute ago. I swear to God. We listened to it. That's genius. <laughs> yeah. We connected. It was great because it was going down this. This hat has a history. It's it like, nah, history. man. I got this uh, from Banana, Banana Republic, <laughs> no, my from guy. Banana Republic. <laughs> Which is Old Navy's cooler. Do you know it's, I just learned about Newspaper Annie? Newspaper Annie. Like was, Raggedy Ann's brother oh, or I sister? Wish. Uh, it was in the early 1900s. It, she was the only female newsie. I don't know where I'm pointing, but let's just say I'm pointing the right way. To the logo. In public square. Yeah. Really? And she was wearing men's clothes in the early 1900s. And I'm determined to write something about her. So that's you gotta find all the right, random thing. Can you interview like a, like a, like a great niece? I would love to. You can find I that. I will say things like this on the air, and I'm going to be like, yeah, I will do it. Yeah. too. Yeah. I think you could. I, I would like that. Maybe I right, should. So newspaper Annie, find me a date. This is good. These, we are, got these are some of the... These are, yeah, fuck yeah. I want to do a dating <laughs> podcast just dedicated to you. <laughs> the, <laughs> newspaper Annie walks Listen, so dirty Diana could the, run. Uh, it's been a rough month. <laughs> month? That ain't bad, man. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Some people go like, the, you know, the, there's like, you know, year-long droughts for some people. If it's only been a rough month, and Crefrick, it's only the ninth. And, so, it's, and it's COVID era. Yeah. I That's know. true. Actually, it, it's we just, we need COVID to run through everybody probably for the rest of this month. And then I think everyone's going to be on uh, antibodies. I know, but I found myself a rabbi. And as a gay Jew, that's a big deal. And my mom was really excited. Where'd you find the rabbi at? In Buffalo. <laughs> you went all the way to Buffalo. I need a I rabbi. Did. I was going to Buffalo almost every other weekend for most of 2021. What were you doing? Like just talking? The rabbi. The rabbi. <laughs> oh, you were banging the rabbi? I was hanging out with the rabbi, yes. Does he openly gay? Yeah. Yeah. 
I am so lost in time. I forget like priests and like. Oh no, we Jews, we're good. Just no, no. just yeah, Jews are like rabbis can't. Like, like, like sexuality is a thing that's like oh like it's fine because Catholics are. It like, doesn't mean we're not gonna give you guilt over it because that's yeah. what we do. But yeah, no, the, yeah, no, the rabbi of Buffalo. So, yeah. But rabbis can, yeah, priests can, yeah. Do ra- can. Does, he, does he have to wear a condom? I'm trying to figure out the motivation for that question. I don't know because Catholic, again, Catholic, you can't wear condoms. Oh no, that's not a Jew thing. Oh okay. yeah, that's a it's a Catholic thing. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's why I brought the question up. Okay, yeah, I have to stop dating spiritual leaders. Yeah, it's <laughs> how many have you dated? Uh, in the past four years, three hardcore spiritual leaders. <laughs> in the past, how many years? Three, four years. Yeah, three, four years. Three, man, that's not really yeah. a phase. A rabbi but and two that's things. Two, damn, you were just a going. rabbi and two pastors. Yeah. Wow, you're going through religions. I'm done. I'm out. Sure, that's what <laughs> they all say. This is my last drink for the but night. But that's so much more. Yeah, exactly. That's so much more. Like I like brunettes, which is a pretty wide. No, range. This is not an attraction for me. It's, it's not just, spiritual leader. It's not an attraction. I'm for the me. same. I yeah. only dated blonde. I dated. I, I love blondes. I've only dated one blonde in my life. So like, but I still love blondes. Like I don't it's think like I've a, ever dated a blonde. It's like you know what I mean though. But like you're you're dating. Yeah. Banging, I don't know, your religious leaders. <laughs> that's a bigger your, pool. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like when people are like, what's your type? And they're like, blondes. That's a large number of the population. Yeah. You're like spiritual, spiritual leaders. leaders. <laughs> Anyone that can has the keys to the church. I don't know <laughs> the three Sabbath. spiritual leaders. Yeah, you I only know one. Three half joke away from the organ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. And the orgasm. Here all night, folks. <laughs> Here all night. With the cabbie. Uh, the buffalo rabbi. Buffalo, Buffalo this is around, that sounds this, like a rapper name, no, the Buffalo Rabbi. And 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 dumped me via email. I didn't even know that's a thing. Wow, that's rude. I mean, text is bad enough. Email? Text is bad, that's literally email. like going back in time to break I up know, with somebody. I know. He should pray after that he one. He sent it one. to me via AOL, which was weird. But yeah. No, not even Yahoo? No, I'm kidding. It was, oh. it was like on the same your Hotmail account? Yeah. <laughs> did, did he I could, un- like hear the dial up noise. Yeah. Did he take you off of his MySpace top eight? Oh. I. I don't give a shit. I miss MySpace. That's great. I miss MySpace because of the top friends and because a song played when every, I could yeah. pick a song. I fucking love that. You put the music video on like it your profile. It was always Indigo Girls Closer to Find. I'm mm-hmm. such a I was, mine was always like, so it was so important to me. Like, man, when people click on this, they're going to, because I think things like movies and music oh, yeah. and books, I think that shit matters. And that really That's tells, a personality trait. That yeah. tells yeah. who you are. So that was super important to me to make sure that there was a banger on when like... Mm-hmm. When 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 someone clicked on my and it was never good. It was something I liked. What was your song? It was always like a metal song or <laughs> like drowning pool bodies. <laughs> Nas was one, I think. Oh, okay. But just it was just drowning pool bodies. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're a, like, oh is that a thing? It was the, gr- the body it was a, shut the flow. You know you've heard, heard it. Song? I promise you you've heard it. Okay. It, yeah, I you promise have. you've heard it. Yeah. And you probably turned it immediately like most of they us. They don't play yeah. it at the lesbian bars I go to. No, probably. I don't think that's Drowning Pool's not a lesbian song, okay. I don't think. Not it yet. might be. It'll I mean, I'm there. not going to get there. If they didn't headline at Lilith Fair, I'm out. So do you do you want to I do feel like you want to like do more stuff in terms of like the interviewing because it, it seems like you really would like yeah. it. Yeah. And you obviously the one thing I about do. interviewing is that the, it's a personality trait. It's being personal and like disarming and being able to just kind of be thrown in a room, so to speak, and being able to just kind of spark something up with somebody. And I think that it is a personality trait, but it sounds like it's something that you really, really like. I do. I don't think I want to go back to the interview format of this show is so gay. I think I've done it, right? Yeah. Um, 
I, we, we were talking earlier, but I do once a month, I'm on the reporters round table, uh, which is every Friday from nine to 10 AM on idea stream. Yeah. And I love it. Uh, it's a couple reporters. There's a reporter in Columbus, uh, an idea stream reporter, Mike McIntyre and one guest. And so once a month I do that and I have a blast. I'm always in awe that they're asking me about non-gay news. They're like, so let's talk about Bib. I'm like, is he gay? Is that why you're asking me? Like, did he just come out? Right. And so it's like confusing to me. Uh, but I have the, I have the best time because again, it can still be me and be my personality and be irreverent, but it's still substantive. And so I really, really want to do an LGBTQ reporters roundtable because there's so much LGBTQ news that is just not being talked about at all. And if it is being talked about, it's being talked about in really crappy and sensitive ways uh, by Spectrum News and Cleveland.com and these other places. It's so, straight people giving out gay news. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You, and so to, there fuck. is no, no that's other. That's such a great. Yeah. Yeah. There is sense. no other podcast. There's no other radio show. Where gay show people right can give their perspective or like LBGT news. Yeah. Right? So that it's not just, right, there's any number of podcasts of LGBTQ people talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, and which are awesome. I'm a huge fan of pop culture and yeah. I'm a pop culture devotee, right? Let's talk about Queer Eye and, and why does everyone want to date Pete Davidson, right? That's all great. <laughs> but, I'm so fucking lost on yeah. that one. I just, but gay got people, apparently, right? But <laughs> LGBTQ people, <laughs> <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Oh, there it is. LGBTQ people talking about LGBTQ news, where we can yeah. still be fun, but say, "Wow, Ohio currently has what is called the most homophobic law in the country." We have to talk about that. Like, that's yeah. an actual Wait, thing. What is the law? So it's it's called the Medical Conscience Act. And it was signed. <laughs> this is, you, you can't make stuff like this up. It was signed by Governor DeWine on the last day of Pride Month uh, in 2021. <laughs> and it gives the power to any healthcare practitioner or insurance company in Ohio to deny coverage to anyone based on their moral, ethical, or religious beliefs. So people out in, you know, and the, always the response is, well, why would you want to go to a, to a homophobic doctor? Because if you're an LGBTQ person in rural Ohio, you don't have choices for specialists. Wait, you're yeah, getting a specialist. Okay. So wait, so right. Just based you're getting so that you one. guy. And if so that guy decides he doesn't want to. So I understand this. So yeah. I, I want to make sure. So let, I'm going to give you a scenario. So I. Please. I think I understand what you're saying, but I want to throw. I got to put it in like a real life scenario so I understand. So, Absolutely. Um. A patient comes in, yep. and the, I don't know how the doctor would know the patient's gay, but the 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 doctor uncovered. Oh, maybe uh, the the maybe the patient the uh, it's a man comes in with his husband. Sure. And then the uh, the doctor was like, "Well, okay, well, you know, I can't really try. I, in good conscience, whatever that fucking means in this scenario." Right. Cannot treat you because of my beliefs. Correct. So you go into your doctor, and again, maybe it's the only primary really? care that you when can find. When the fuck did this happen? June 30th. June 30th of 2021, the most homophobic law in the country. Ohio, look, I lived, I grew up in New Jersey. I lived in New York City for most of my life. Uh, I lived in Vermont before I was here. So New York City and Vermont, these are like gay meccas. And then I drove from Vermont to Cleveland in 2013, and I left behind a shitload of legal protections in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Ohio is rough. Um, there are no protections for housing 
public accommodation so or employment. So I can be fired from BW. I don't think I will be. Uh, I can be kicked out of my house, which would be weird. The cats will probably do it. Or I could be kicked <laughs> out of, you know, if I'm at the restaurant with my fictitious spiritual leader boyfriend and we just start holding hands we can legally be kicked out of a restaurant in ohio because there are no protections for that there are that's some 1950s shit right now there are protections in cuyahoga county but as soon as you step foot outside of cuyahoga county and i'm under the impression there are like other counties your rights change completely completely and that's not just completely yeah so okay that's the kind of stuff i want to talk about where we can like not make jokes of it, but we can still have some personality, have LGBTQ journalists talking about what's going on across the country because there's some crazy stuff. You could have a crazy amount of people. You could have a, like a like a like a like a non-binary lawyer and like 100%. a lesbian housewife and like any well, it could, and yeah. a comedian. You know, like any any group of people that represent the community. I think it needs to be even expanded. I, I, I did not know about this law. Yeah. You know, and and in. It's not from apathy. It's just a, I just didn't know. Well, it's not I, being I covered. Yeah. yeah. It's not being covered. It's on your Twitter feed. <laughs> you know, the one I talk about all yeah, the time. It's not like a dog, like, you know, chasing a toy in a yard. I'm not going to see it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, anytime I have the opportunity, I remind people that, that although uh, my blood is the blood type that can save both of you, I am a universal donor. Gay people are banned from giving blood right now in this country. Yeah. Like, I cannot go out tomorrow and donate blood. And because there's not a blood donation place in this country that will tomorrow take my blood because we still are operating under laws from the early 1980s. Uh, there was a bit of a change a few years ago where if what, I... Wait, what, what is your blood type? Is it uh, gay B negative? No, no, no. I'm the universal donor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a funny joke. It was just at the time I, I was like, oh, yeah, you're doing this? <laughs> I was like, but it goes back to what we talked about earlier, like... I may not have another opportunity to come back. <laughs> yeah, you need to say it. You need to get out of the way. Like, I know we're talking about yeah. a serious thing, but sometimes yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I need to make light of this because I'm so, I cannot yeah. believe this is a thing Enter right as now. strangers, leave super alienated. Yeah. That's what the yeah. sign says there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't bought that yeah. one yet. It's carved. It's being carved out. <laughs> it's carved in my heart. So, right, but these are the kinds of things where I do think that this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now, right? Like, I think that, that with the Buckeye Flame, you know, with this LGBTQ publication, which it's the only LGBTQ news platform in the state of Ohio, which is bizarre. And that's why we're covering these stories, because no one else is covering these stories. So let, let's let, let's shift into the Buckeye yeah, yeah, Flame, because yeah. I, I know you're the editor? I am the editor. Buck, yeah, good for you. Yeah, thank you. How long have you been there? I created it. Oh, uh, so probably since day one. Since day yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, we actually launched during the pandemic. Uh, so I was previously the editor of Prism Magazine, which was this lifestyle magazine that was available in Gypsy Bean uh, and across the state. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that oh, magazine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that one. I was the editor of that for the last year of its existence, and then they just called me uh, on a Friday in March of 2020 and said, we out. Like, we're done. We're we're." shuttering we're folding this is the last day of prism and then i just sat there for maybe an hour and thought huh that means there's no lgbtq publication in the state of ohio in the state that has such problematic things happening i mean these lawmakers it's not just about that we don't have these rights and protections these lawmakers are legit insane and i don't want to pathologize people's mental illnesses they are bit in the teeth this is what they spend their time doing there are a couple legislators this is what this is how they get votes is they hijack the senate floor in columbus to propose 
horrible legislation. There's a piece out right now that they just proposed that would force, and it's going to pass, like it will pass, that will force all school personnel, teachers, nurses, principals, secretary, right? It will force all school personnel to have to tell parents if any of the students confide in them questions about their gender. That's Wait, insane. What? No, why? why? That it will pass, this and they'll year. get fired if they don't. If, if it yes. comes out later, yeah. You will automatically. Wow. It's part of another bill that also will deny trans youth any type of medical care. Well, but so, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, sorry. I know. It, but I'm not it, that fun of a, a guest it, for reasons. No, 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 no. It's okay. This it's is a, important no, shit. But I mean, it, but it, it's it's kind of hard to unpack too because I'm. I'm trying to go back to the. I'm trying to think of and arrive at the genesis of a bill like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the? And I'm not ruling out that there's just a bunch of like. It just, plays in these communities. Yeah, this, that, is, this is this will cement their reelection. Well, and you also well people. Yeah, that's not, an easy way to get votes because well, not the stereotype like not the stereotype like regions, but when you take out like Cincinnati, Columbus, Akron, Cleveland, maybe Toledo. Most of Ohio, it's a completely different state. It's a complete. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a very it's very very rural. It's very it's so, you ever driven like the well I'm sure you all have you ever driven like to Columbus or Cincinnati down like 77 or 71. Marriage just between a man and a woman. I can't drive to Columbus without seeing that billboard. Yeah, all the time. Trump all the time. Trump 2024 all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. like outside of the cities, it's just it's a completely different world. It Absolutely. really really is. Yeah. And you don't think That's about that because we see them all the time, and well, it looks funny because you're just like, oh, my God, Jesus saves. And they put what I think is Jesus' cell phone number, like on a huge billboard. And he's a white guy. We all know Jesus is he's black. He's a spiritual leader. I'm bound to date him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, you're, you're about to date a black man with thorns on his head. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But that's, but that's why when I sat there on that Friday, I want to say it was like March 23rd, 2020, and I thought we can't not – have an LGBTQ publication when there are so many things happening that are just not getting covered. You know, yeah. it is still legal in the state. Conversion therapy is still 100% legal in the state. This discredited, horrible practice that not only doesn't work, right? Like nobody's being converted. That's a joke. <laughs> Conversion therapy is a joke. They made movies. And I'm, I remember I was a kid laughing. I was like, as a nine-year-old living in old Brooklyn, which was not an openly, like I didn't know, I knew two gay people across the street. Everyone loved them. But, like, there weren't a lot of gay people, like, in the area. Everyone's like, oh, conversion therapy. I remember me being no, nine really. laughing. I was like, no, that, there's, are, there's no way. It's still being used. There's no way. that They made a movie, the cheerleader movie. What was it oh, called? Oh, but I'm a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, but I'm a cheerleader, which was a great movie. Because as a nine-year-old, movie. I love women kissing. But the whole, but the, the, the point, I got it as a kid. It, I was like, you so can't change them from It's still being that. used all the time. It not only does not work, but it actually is proven to increase Anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation, it is used all the time in Ohio. It is 100% legal. It is illegal in Cincinnati. What is a... I kind of want to crash one of those. I'm sorry. I know what conversion therapy is as a whole, Mm -hmm. but what exactly is... Do you know, like, details, like, what what that entails? It depends, right? So it really runs the gamut from talk therapy, right? So cognitive behavioral therapy that is very much about negative reinforcements of no, you're not. And have you thought about how this is ruining your life and ruining your family? Which is basically just, it, it essentially is trying to like talk them out of being gay, I guess is the dumbest Correct. way to put it. Okay. But then it does run the gamut to <clears throat> much more physical procedures of shock therapies is still a thing, like yeah. actual shocks, you know, and, and training your brain and, and, uh, 
deprivation, you know, like food and water deprivation. Natural it's resources. Almost ex- that What's that? Like just natural resource deprivation. Oh, yeah. It's almost exclusively at this point connected to faith, but it is not just Christians. I actually learned a lot about, I mean, there are some hardcore Orthodox Jewish communities oh, yeah. in Ohio, particularly around Cincinnati, that <clears throat> absolutely are using conversion therapy. That's yeah. why I was confused when you were like, yeah, no, us Jews are different. I was like, I didn't no, think... No, no, yeah. So there are definitely... It's so funny. I grew up... There's divisions of it. So yeah, there are, weird. yeah. I I grew up... So there's reform, conservative, and orthodox. And the okay. fact that people can't see me, I kind of grew up <laughs> believing they were beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Uh, yeah. So... so I'll get up, there. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up intermediate, uh, yeah. right? And so the orthodox, right? When it's, it's just not true, right? Uh, but... Yeah, there are some hardcore Jewish communities that Most, are super uh, anti-gay. A lot of religions do have some version of that, uh, of anti-gay, anti-a oh lot. Yeah. Um, it really does, but all, all, Catholicism is the one I think gets the biggest, I think, wrist slap. Isn't that it. like, that's the biggest, is, that, is Catholicism the biggest religion in the world? No, not even close. What's the biggest one in Isn't the world? It? Sorry, this is Islamist. I mean, they're just Islam? more in power, right? Yeah. Like, if uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If you look where we at are, our it is. But if you travel anywhere else in the world, I mean, uh, Muslims are, are by far the, yeah. the it's largest. like a north, like yeah, by okay. far the largest religion. When when you go to like, oh, oh Egypt, India, like the, anywhere, it, it's by far those the are highly ones. populated like places. I keep yeah. forgetting that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But like you think of, uh, but they all do have like different divisions and sects of it too. Yep. Because like I mean, I grew up Catholic. This was just not a thing that was really beaten into my head because I think Catholics are very, very good at – I'm not saying that we're good at it. I just think that we're just – I think we're probably the largest group of any religious group that goes from growing up to a religion to growing up to no to, – to mm. graduating into no religion. In my experience – Because you see all the bullshit a little well, bit. Well, I think it's That's also – it's, a, it's, it's a such thing. a commitment. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. you got you got to commit to that for life. And the second you stop, it's yeah. it's all or nothing. There's a reason yeah. there are not a lot of priests. When someone's like, you know, in a priest you can't, and then they tell you the three things you can't do, or people four go, things, yeah. like, who the fuck? No, pass, hard pass. That is so dumb. Uh-huh. I'm doing four of them right now. Yeah. You know, on this show. Yeah, I'm currently uh-huh. doing a couple of these right now. I can't be uh, a priest. But it's it was never something that they really kind of like beat into your head about you know anti gay anti anything. Yeah. Then. There are so many different versions, and I think it also depends on where you are, too. Like, I grew right. up in a city. You know, like, if I was raised Catholic, say, like, in, like, you know, a part of southern Ohio that's not as populated, and probably where we were talking about earlier, I think the message is going to be a lot different. I don't know how much you've been following Josh Mandel. I am obsessed Christ. with I cannot, Josh Mandel. You know what? I'm obsessed with him. This is, this is one. People have said this to me before. I would love to have him on. Well, just Love say to. that that say that you're a restaurant and someone might have COVID here. He will come running. Or just say that you're a restaurant, right? Like he's been making the rounds of Applebee's these days. Oh of yeah, like yeah, Applebee's. I just saw. Yeah, the only so, one that goes to Applebee's still Josh Mandel, right? <laughs> I also and so, cannot get enough. And he's of Jewish, right? So yeah. he currently Josh Mandel is leading the Republican contenders to be not a state senator. He is to replace Rob Portman in yeah. the actual United States. Senate. Yeah. He is batshit crazy. He is Let's get him on. Do you want to be on if we get him on? I really don't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That one, I I mean, I do because 
I have a lot of questions for him, and 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 that's so the thing. I. I still would be very, I still would be very respectful because I think the antagonistic thing just wouldn't it doesn't work. work it doesn't me. work. Yeah, you know. And also, if you, you want to get answers, in, you, you, you the, find their psyche, the, their psyche, and then the you reason go, okay, that I would have liked to, the reason I would like to have him on is because of what you just said right there. I would be respectful, but I think. Putting someone on and like like I hate those five minute MSNBC clips of people just yelling at each other. No, I get nothing out of that. Nothing. And usually, like if you bring on say say you bring on a Josh Mandel and say you, you say the four of us are all sitting here and you go in attack mode right away. One, he'll probably leave, and also fuels what he is going to say about you. He's yeah. going to be and like, the see, and they're the unhinged. They're crazy. Exactly. They can't hear anything. They can't so do this. They can't you got to have open mind debates. Can't he's, every Sunday, he is going from evangelical church to evangelical church. This is this white Beechwood Jew going from evangelical, all to these evangelical churches, and it's playing. So uh, there was a drag queen story hour at Near West Theater, uh, right in Gordon Square in December. And he got wind of it. And he tweeted about it, and he tweeted, and he, you know, you got to appreciate that he doesn't pull oh, any drag punches, queen. right? Yeah, I see. Yeah. Like, he just will say, and so he said, this is child abuse. Not, quote, child abuse, or not like child it abuse. It is. This yeah. is child abuse. I remember that. So that was, it was just a few weeks ago, and I'm like, well, I am writing this story, right? This is a great story for me to write. Yeah. and. It turns out Jenny Spencer, who's my council person, was in the audience with her niece, and she used to know Josh. And I'm like, well, Josh just called you a child abuser. Do you have a quote on that? Uh, and I got a <laughs> quote from the drag queen. I got a quote from uh, the Near West Theater. And I actually – this is sometimes I will get in touch with Cleveland Scene Magazine and say, can I please write this first before you do? And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And they're so awesome yeah. there. I love Scene. I Their headlines are just goals because uh, they write the most ama amazing headlines. And so – they published – I published it in the Buckeye Flame, sent it over to them and said, here you go. And then they published it in Scene, which was great, you know, under my name. And Josh Mandel retweeted Scene's article that I wrote. Yeah. Double down. Double, Double down. down. Well, this know, is child abuse. And yeah. it plays, right? This is the whole point. Mm -hmm. Same as the legislators. They don't do this unless it gets them votes. It a hundred percent gets them votes. Oh no, yeah. I, I no, I don't disagree. I think it very much does. They get the votes of people that don't that don't like gay people. They I'm get those a, votes of people that like that oh, don't know any out gay people. And that's yeah, what, yeah, see, yeah, that's what 100%, I hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't think a lot of it is an actual hatred toward gay people. The, the, their idea it's, of it's what the idea gay people of, are. No it's the idea of something that's just different that they've never encountered. I, I think it's. I think it's. I think a lot of it is that I do. Yeah. I don't want to paint everybody as everyone that no. I think everyone is hateful and everyone. Do. It's, it's it's what you don't me, know. What you it's don't hard understand. Me to, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. I'm it out is. because it's safe for me to be out. Sure, I'm not no. a fucking rebel. Well, you know, well, like I'm out because <laughs> I came out at 19, 18, 19 in New York City. Sure. Uh, that's that's how I came out, right? Yeah. And so I have no tolerance, especially for LGBTQ people. I have no tolerance for people who are like, oh, just come out. You know, come out, come out wherever you are. No, there are these people in these rural areas with no access to health care, with families. Like, if you are financially dependent, emotionally dependent, physically dependent on your family. You're out of the family. You're done. You're done. you got to restart your life with nothing to start your you back. You know, they just found that, that they thought, they did a study of how many um, LGBTQ youth there are in Cuyahoga County's foster care system. And they oh. thought it was going to be between 5 and 8%. 
It's 32%. Yeah, that's a huge difference. A huge difference. And it's the same numbers in New York City and in LA. And it's not because we LGBTQ people are predisposed to foster care. It's yeah. because people are with families that, that kick them out yeah, in some like, way. Yeah, they're like, you're done. That's it. Well, because we, we, we live in... So Cleveland is a pretty... Like the downtown Cleveland, like we're in Lakewood mm-hmm. right now. This is a pretty open area. Like we're, Lakewood is considered a gay area because right. there's one gay bar, right? Go 20 minutes down to that Berea. You go 20 go minutes down to Berea. Where I work. I don't know any. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> yeah. shit. That's that's ironic. I did not know that. I swear. <laughs> so, like, go yeah, go to Berea or, like, Parma. There's, like, one gay, openly gay person or openly anything LGBTQ. It's Peter, yeah. yeah it's just Peter. Yeah. It's just there's a Peter in every area, like, like 20 minutes down the road, all the way down south, yeah. like, of South Ohio. Or Lake Cleveland. County is around the corner. Elyria is around the corner. It's not going well there yeah. for the LGBTQ people. Now, there are more and more. That's I have to say that's been one of the fun pieces about the Buckeye Flame is it's not just all doom and gloom, though there is a lot of doom and gloom to talk about in Ohio. There are also these places that are organized. Organizing prides. I've never heard of these places. Dark. Did you know there's a place called Dark County? D A R K E. I know. You're just cycling yeah. through the jokes, right? Like Sounds like a chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it dark- Try the Dark County. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, oh, it's way better than Hershey's. It's a little bitter. It's a little bitter, right? Yeah. yeah but- it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but Dark County, Ohio, which is down in the <clears throat> south, come on, west corner. And they're throwing their first pride. It's going to be, you know, like 20, 30 people. Who the hell cares? Who cares? That's a big Dark thing. County, New Richmond, Ohio. It. New Richmond, uh, we had a story that went viral last year. This was the um, Board of Education for New Richmond, Ohio. There are 4,200 people in this town. And the Board of Education, because they didn't think anyone was going to hear about this, said, hey, in the middle school, we don't want anything political anymore. Uh, and they handed down a rule that all teachers in the middle school had to remove any representations of a rainbow. And so all teachers, not just like all are welcome here, any type of rainbow. They determined in 2021 that rainbows, because they are associated with LGBTQ people, are too political. So all teachers had to remove them from can't the w- middle school. Can't even watch Sesame Street. You can't do science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. You can't learn fucking colors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you need to let your race up. It's either red. green, blue, or red. Make a choice. <laughs> we don't do Roy I'm G. Pretty sure you, also, no. yeah. you also cannot go to the University of Hawaii because yeah. I think they are called the rainbow. Like, yeah. Nope. That's nope. their thing. That's an illegal college. You so, can't go so there. no, what other news outlet is going to cover that? There are not. And that no. actually is important. That's an important story Super. for us to cover because. There are these people in Ohio, right? And we stay on brand. We only do LGBTQ Ohio. There are amazing stories happening across the country, but there's more than enough for us to cover here. Yeah. These these lawmakers, these decision makers are are deciding these things thinking no one's going to hear about this. Right? And that's why we're here is to help <sighs> amplify there are some bad shit crazy things happening, but there are also some people in these communities who are fighting. I think so too. For uh, but yeah. I, I think you're you're dead on it. That's always been Walk up tomorrow. The first twenty people you see, ask them who the attorney general is. Like, ask them. Yeah. Fuck, ask them who the governor is. They're not gonna know. No. 
You know, so like you, you talk about these stories and you should. It's super important because most people don't know. Like we didn't know this. And it wasn't because we didn't care about it. It's because these are not the kind of things that are covered, I think, in a lot of, if you want to call them mainstream media or corporate media, whatever you might. You know, it's, it's just not a thing that comes up. So you're it right. It doesn't I make think me fun at parties. It could be why the rabbi dumped me in an email. But like, <laughs> I got these stories to tell. If you have his number, we'll call him at the end. Yeah. But the, uh, I mean, it's a, it, it's, it's just, I think that that's, it's very important to the, the the Buckeye Flame stuff, and I think it's, yeah. however you can kind of get those things out. I think is important too because most mm-hmm. people, gay or straight, I think there's a lot of allies just don't know these things. And you can't do anything if you don't know anything about it. Exactly. It's, it's it's probably, yeah. I do not say lightly. This is probably the most important thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Unless I always say, unless my mom asks, in which case it was my bar mitzvah. But second, yeah. it's the really Buckeye Flame. A close second. Yeah. <laughs> so close. I <laughs> Obviously, became it's a not man. My bar mitzvah, yeah. And yeah. I edited yeah. this. Because mom, I know you paid a lot for that bar mitzvah, <laughs> it so little, it's a really close second. Really so we, a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my colors were maroon and silver, and there was a tennis theme. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. We can't, actually, guys, we can't talk about colors. I'm sorry. Yeah, we already no, covered that. We got to add no maroon or silver in the rainbow. Joe's editing all of this out. It's way too political. Yeah, we can't talk about colors. I feel bad because I feel like you guys thought you were going to get big ratings in New Richmond, and now you're not. Well, yeah. we could still get it is a, It is an area <laughs> we've been trying to get into. <laughs> it's it's a tough market to crack. Yeah. yeah. How did the uh, the Buckeye Flame start? It really – so when, when Prism died, a lot of it just started out of uh, – Honestly, let's also be honest, because I have tons of privilege, because I am a tenured professor at Baldwin-Wallace. I teach a couple classes a week. I have a really flexible schedule that enables me to be able to do these other things. That's awesome. It really is. And I'm not someone who can just sit around and not do much. And so I have this flexibility. I have, you know, this minimal amount of street cred in this journalism space. Uh, I was writing for the Huffington Post for years and years. And so I just started calling people. And we said immediately, what would it look like? Like if we were a nonprofit, you know, what would it look like if we were not just a publication? We're not trying to be Cleveland.com and maybe we're not going to be dependent on advertisers because I don't know a lot about that space. So what would it be like if we incorporated as a 501c3 from the start? And so I just got people together within, I would say, seven, eight days. Uh, We had a board of people from all across the state. It was also while... Cleveland.com, the plain dealer, was getting rid of, you know, their best reporters. And so one of them, she's not going to like me giving her the shout out, and I don't really care, uh, was Rachel <laughs> Dissell, who you have to have, a, if you haven't had her, she, I would argue Rachel is probably the best journalist in Cleveland. She's incredible. And she, has, she was writing, too. oh, she's incredible. She was writing for the plain dealer for like decades and doing a lot of incredible work on crime and women and trauma, you know, and then the plain dealer, instead of firing people to get rid of their unions, reassign them. And they're like, yeah. now you're doing Akron lacrosse or something, you know, like just ways, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, well, if you want to quit, we didn't fire you. Oh, Shout out so, Zips, by the way. Yeah. The Zips? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, getting, he's <laughs> getting from Akron. He's I already getting that. AK rowdy now. We're the Zips. Akron lacrosse. Hasn't caught up as much as we thought it would, but uh, yeah. thanks for the we shout out. We were the uh, NYU Violets. <laughs> NYU is the Violets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The fighting violets. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Again, I was going to say, I know zero lacrosse. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, those, are the, just, those are just the, the mascots the of mascots. the schools. Oh, okay. I was going to be NYU like, and Cleveland Fire it. Department. Like, I was just <laughs> going to make something up. So I actually, no joke, I had never spoken to Rachel before. I slid into her DMs on Twitter and said, you don't know me, but I'm starting this publication. Would you be interested in being on the board? And she said yes within 24 hours. And that has given us a lot of validity. She's helped me become a better journalist. I don't don't have a degree in journalism. Like, my PhD is in education. I don't – I've written for a while. You know, it's – it's funny you say, 
I've always kind of not really understood the degree. Not understood the degree. I feel like you're it, treading it, carefully. Don't. No, I'm not treading <laughs> carefully. I just I'm not good with words. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. What I mean is like the. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people that have degrees <laughs> mm-hmm. and don't work anything near oh, their yeah. degree. And I think the reverse can be the same. Um, like I think that. Uh, like like from a communications or audio or uh, like 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 radio like standpoint, I I legit think that like if uh, if something came up on like a certain station that maybe Brian and I wanted to go to, I think he and I would be super qualified to do that. Absolutely, um, absolutely. But we no. wouldn't have the degree from the right you know the the right diploma from the right school Place, yeah. that they would even consider us. But we have real world world experience, which is. And I know that's kind of like it a means more, slope, but sometimes it doesn't. There are gatekeepers, right? And there yeah. can be yeah. there can be gatekeepers in these spaces. And I've been writing for Cleveland Magazine for four or five years now, and they'll yeah. use a phrase like, "We don't really like your nut graph." I'm like, God, Wait. that's what the rabbi said. You know, like I don't know what they're. <laughs> I, from so I don't even know what that more. is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I need more. What is a nut graph? <laughs> that's an actual phrase in journalism. And there's leads, L E D E. Like they're just words that I'm sure if I had a journalism degree, I would know these things. And I just yeah. I don't. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. But yeah. okay. I still don't I see, know what a nut graph like, is. No, it's <laughs> fine. But I, I see your I see your point yeah. though. But yeah. the, the, there is the, some gatekeeping happening. So sure. everywhere too. Actually, yeah. this is really exciting. Tomorrow. We so Cleveland Foundation gave us a hundred thousand dollars to hire our first full time reporter for two years, and so tomorrow the job ad goes live, and we crafted. Rachel actually sat at my kitchen table two weeks ago, and we sat there and we crafted a job description that said exactly what you just said. That that sure. If you're a journalist, great, but there's so many different backgrounds you could bring to this as a storyteller yeah. that would enable someone to be a good writer in the space. Even if really you're a or something, like, exactly. it doesn't matter. As long as you get, if you have I'm experience in a similar In field. storytelling, if you care about the LGBTQ community. That's the thing right there. That's, you have to be invested. If somebody has a, has a, a, a degree from you know Boston University and wrote for the Boston Globe for 10 years, but doesn't... Not necessarily doesn't give a shit, but maybe he's not as invested or even immersed in like the LBGTQ community. Yeah. Which one of those do you think this one might you know have less typos for sure? But who is really going to be like who's going to have personal experience, personal experience from friends, personal opinions, the way that laws impact them, the way that right. everything, the way that everyday life impacts them? Who's going to write a better story or cover a better? A better scenario: the person that you know has really fucking good penmanship, or the person that's actually invested, quote unquote, lived what they're writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know that? (laughs) I'm saying this out loud. In in 2021, I got an email that said, "Congratulations, you are (laughs) you are the National LGBTQ Journalist of the Year." Oh shit! And I read that and I'm like. I'm not a journalist. You know, it was just like it was. It was two people. There was the LGBT. There was the journalist of the year for the LGBTQ association, and there was a national LGBTQ journalist. Yeah. So I was the national LGBTQ journalist, and the journalist of the year for the organization was this woman who works for Reuters. And I'm just sitting there like I do the Buckeye Flame in Cleveland, and look, I am so appreciative, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, but I think it also brings to the table what is a journalist. Yeah. And and who can tell stories? Yeah. I do think I can tell stories, but I have needed a lot of help in the past couple of years to, sure. to tell them in a way that gets across. But I think that that also yeah. it, it lays more into like when you, when when someone when you get that email saying that that you are the the, the you know the the LBGTQ 
report of the year. I view that more as the way I took it when you said it, based on what I've known about you and the time we've been speaking, is the voice of the year, not necessarily even the reporter. Reporter and voices are different. Again, reporter, I think, is a more is a job description. That's what your mom wants you to do with this podcast. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> she wants you to be a reporter. Fuck, did we record the? Uh, okay. No, we didn't. That Sorry, it's an inside joke, works. but it, yeah. it works. Either I way, think my mom works. wants me to cover the, you know, the whatever. Her advice for the podcast was for her to be, him to be a reporter, <laughs> I love which that. is the exact opposite of a podcast. I'm yeah, pretty the sure. The exact opposite of what I even do. Yeah, but uh, but I. I that sounds like you are more the voice so much as a reporter. Reporter might be what you're doing, but voice is, I think, the thing that got you that award. I, I see it as storyteller, right? Like yeah. Same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that a better I'm way to put it. I'm telling stories yeah. that, that some people aren't telling, and I always pivot back. I mean, I'm a professor of mostly what I teach about is racial justice, so I will find any opportunity to say I'm also able to tell these stories because I have such a you know, a crap load of privilege that gets me into these spaces that sure. other people can't get into. So. Yeah. But, but do you, you're, you don't take advantage of that in a negative way. No, you're I like, try not hey, to. I'm going to use my voice to, well, I'm going to use this. It, it's, yeah. it's equivalent to where if like, oh, if you want to change the system, go into the system and change it. You can't change it from the outside. You got to change it from the inside. So it's not really, yeah. I, I don't consider that, like if you're saying privilege, I wouldn't say that's privilege because you're, you're just taking advantage yeah. of the stuff you've Sometimes earned it's, and yeah. then you're trying to make a change from right. within. But, so. but I, you know, I had the opportunity to, to get this PhD, to have this schedule that other people, you know, aren't able to have. I would say this past Pride Month was the busiest Pride Month I've sure. ever had. Yeah. But some of those I turned down. I mean, there were corporate places in Cleveland that would reach out and say, can you come speak to our employees? We want to do something for Pride Month, and we see you as the most palatable. Yeah. Well, what did you just say? Because I think just, what you just said What they was said is they had a box, they had the check. That you, But not only that they had a box that they had to check, but I'm the white, educated, you know, PhD sure. editor of a publication. Because race not still goes into exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, yeah. I would, you know, I, I don't... I wouldn't also take away from the work you put into it, though. No, like, 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 I, like, like w w when you're saying, I agree. No. I, I, I think that sometimes, like, like in some of these, because I'm sure, yeah, all of us have had not Brian because he's Puerto Rican. But now I totally <laughs> take advantage of white privilege because no one knows I'm Puerto Rican. He doesn't when I tell, tell people, people he's Puerto Rican. No, even when I tell people, they're like, "No, you're white," and my abuelo is like, "Give me a thumbs up." He goes, "Do it, man." <laughs> I didn't have this shit. And I was I, like, okay, Abuelo, yeah, thank you. I'm living for you yeah. now. And you're yeah. 90. And you still guard it. That's insane. You're 90. I, I Stop agree. driving. There, but there are, uh, there's going to be opportunities for sure. Um, but also, like, because I, I think the privilege and the opportunity, I think, are kind of, you know, you still have to take advantage of it. And by taking advantage of it, I don't mean taking advantage of in taking something that you haven't earned. And but just you're, and not doing you're, anything you're running, with it. Yeah, exactly. That's what like, I mean. if you're do, if you're If you're taking advantage of it, as in, like, yeah, okay, I'm, I was gifted this. Now I'm going to try to make a difference. That's yeah. not that's not taking advantage. Yeah, that, that's just how change happens. I would say. Right? What I mean is, don't I, I don't want you to discount or downplay the work you put into it. I'm not. Yeah, but I, I think they both exist at the same time. Totally, I don't yeah. think we're I don't think we're saying things that are competing with each other. No, no, you no, know? not at all. Uh, yeah. I I have had more opportunities because I am you know because I grew up as an affluent white male. I mean, I just have, you know, I yeah. was, was able to be in spaces. Uh, NYU was a big door opener for me. Um, being able to, I had a weird career, right? Like I was a, I was a dean of students. I was a dean of students for 10 years. I was a dean of students when I was 25. And I did it for 10 years uh, at various different colleges. And then I just said, I never want to be an administrator again for the rest of my life. 
I don't want to supervise people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate supervising people. <laughs> so as that, I say, we're about to hire. Boss. You know, as we're about to hire someone. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. Whoever's going to end up working there. <laughs> Does um, I I, I want to shift gears over to a uh, uh, to being a professor. So, yeah. how uh, I envision this as also something that. I feel like you kind of like really, really love, but at the same time, it can be a little taxing to you too as well. Because again, you're you're speaking to people and you're speaking to people, not at people. There, there is a very big difference there. And I think anyone that's that's taken any type of class, whether it's high school, college, anything like that, they know the difference between somebody that is telling you or reading a syllabus to you or teaching you. So I don't know. How do you... How do you view that with, 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 mm. with what you – how do you view the teaching with what you do? I mean, they, they all kind of have to bleed together a little bit. So how do you kind of This like- is another piece where I'm really privileged um, because I don't – I largely don't teach undergrads. So I run a master's program at BW uh, for people who want to go into student affairs. So that's what okay. my degrees are in, right? Like I did my master's in student affairs. I, I always say that once I became an RA when I was a junior in college – I'm basically a professional RA now. I just teach people how to be an RA. Uh, (laughs) I was an RA for four years. It went right into working in student affairs. And then I burnt out. I wanted to be a dean of students for the rest of my life. And then at 35 years old, I was a dean of students at a small college in southern Vermont. And I was at a meeting. And we it was a meeting in October about orientation the next summer. Yeah. And I heard myself say out loud, oh, I don't want to be here for that. And apparently that was me giving eight months notice. Uh, <laughs> so I had to like figure out what to do. And so I found this faculty, I found this faculty gig here in Cleveland. I never sp- stepped foot in the Midwest yeah. and I moved here. Um, so I only work with graduate students. Uh, and so I'm not teaching any like bio 101, which I'm sure professors can make that amazing. Yeah. I probably couldn't. I probably don't know how to teach to the test. I probably yeah. am not great at saying, here are the themes from Moby Dick that you have to yeah. walk away from. The yeah. stuff that I do is more like, all right, so you're working on a college campus. Where is the meaning here? How are we talking about race? You're you trying know? like op- like just op- not even open-mindedness with like race, sexuality, just open-mindedness in general. In general. Yeah. In general, right? And even that is privilege. It, we're working, my whole field yeah. is working with people who have the opportunity to go to college, which we know is not yeah. everybody. I'm training people to work on college campuses. Well, I like that because so like when I remember when I was young before I was in college, I had this dream of college that college was hey, it's not about the questions and answers. It's about you figuring out what the, the questions journey. and answers are. But then you go to college and then the first it's like okay, here. 7 times 7 divided by 7. Yeah. And then I'm like, why the fuck am I? Why the fuck am I going here? That was good. (laughs) You know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, that (laughs) was funny. That was like perfect comeback time. (laughs) But like, it's it's like the idea of, but but it sucks because some college experiences is where you gotta like. Actually, I think it's probably most college where you gotta move your way up to get that experience. Right. It's such a cool right. The stuff that I get to teach about is about college life. Right, people first have to understand that that's a field. It's about living in the moment. It's living in the moment. It's right. College is the first time 
the ninety five percent of American youth grow up on a segregated street are yep. in a segregated high school. Right? They the don't, K- don't have to call their parents and they have a problem. They got to figure well, that shit out. K through K through twelve education, and in, by the way, in particular in Cleveland, is one of the most segregated racially parts of society. Then suddenly you're going to college, and maybe your roommate doesn't look like you, vote like you, love like you, yes. pray like you. How do you have a conversation with them without hating them? That's the first time, though, for most of these students to explore their identity. Yeah. So this whole field of student affairs, you know, uh, educational leadership, is all okay. So these students have these these youth, whoever, these individuals have the opportunity to go to college, which we know not everybody has. Mm-hmm. This is one of, if they have that opportunity, this could be one of the most incredible opportunities for identity development that they've ever had. Yeah. They could, they determine their own schedule. They determine when they eat or if they don't. They determine what healthy looks like, what loving looks like. You know, they could not go to if, class. If, if they want to get arrested or are smart enough not they to, could. like that option. Exactly. And I've worked with students who have been, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Guilty. It, did you? <laughs> oh, I came out swinging in college. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Fuck yeah. I got arrested all the time. How much time? How many times did you get arrested? Four. For what? A lot of stuff. <laughs> Some are still pending. No, no. no I, I, I 100% agree. No, did you take that class, you get though? Oh, seriously? Oh, we're back to this. Yeah. Uh, disorderly conduct. I got two of those. Okay. Uh, yeah. College. Um, underage drinking. I got one of those. College. Uh, totally. Um, uh, not breaking and entering. It was <laughs> so I can't wait to hear what's adjacent. Yes? <laughs> like, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably more trespassing. Um, okay. Either way, like, I, I was a poor decision maker. So, but, but here's the thing. They're actually, so one of the courses I teach is called Student Development Theory, and they're actual theories about consequences and how students approach moral judgment. My goal is not to get you not arrested, right? Like, that's not yeah. my goal as an administrator. But how do we have conversations how about do you how deal you with make it choices? Afterwards, how do you deal much. with it afterwards? Maybe I am navigating how you talk to your parents or how do you approach rules Mine is never to decide that for you, but can I create a space within this college environment where you can do some safe exploration that maybe doesn't get you arrested? But you, you could be open with other people about your problems and not be judged for exactly. it. Exactly. And everyone can figure who they are. Well, and that, that's a that's great a way big, to look, especially when you're young. Especially like, if it's I'm like 22. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to fuck up. It's how you handle that and, and what you do. Because everyone It's fucks not necessarily up. Like, like what you do the time that you make the mistake. It's how you – it's how the you next handle couple that the days after. or weeks, how you handle delivering the message. Well, kids don't handle it right. Handle. The yeah. next time it comes up, what is your thought process? How are you deciding? Like there, there's actually one theory that there are three different routes that, that college students and actually humans usually take. We either follow the rules, right? Uh, we break the rules – but we accept the consequences. Or the third one is we break the rules, but we make the case for why it was a special situation, yep. why, like why I broke the rules. Why it was ju- oh, yeah. ju- justifying. Dude, yeah. I could justify anything at that age. Exactly. Yeah. It's, but you a- say trespassing. I say I left my phone there. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's different. <laughs> of course, at the time, there weren't phones, so yes, I didn't have that That's not the point. I was trying to give you an <laughs> that. I left my cargo shorts there. Yeah. Yeah, there. yeah he oh, left oh, his oh. really big cell phone that had a battery charger as the book bag. My Zach Morris phone. My Zach Morris phone. Zach Morris. Joe Burden's not trash. <laughs> You're not. Thanks. Appreciate it. You made a mistake. Sure I, I should have got arrested. I, th- I should have got arrested because I have drinking and driven before. 
And oh I remember I was like 20. It was like I was working at a bar. I was 21. And after I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, everyone's safe. This is a fucking blessing. Because how many people yeah. do it? And oh, like, man. not it's... only do they fuck up their car, they like hurt somebody or kill they somebody. Really so you're at, and you get you get past that. And I was like, okay, that's some self reflection. It's I never had a college class for that shit though. It's not even. It's... And a lot of it's happening outside the class, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Faculty, but I didn't have anyone to talk about tricky. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like you didn't have anyone to talk about that, like without like some like you'll get like a bullshit fucking answer from some people, right? Right? Like, but like, in a co- I feel like like if you're like so you're doing this college class, right? And you're leading the charge, so you you are like letting these kids know, hey, if you make a mistake, you can talk like. Like we could pretty much talk about this with no judgment, and we can all. It, it's it's kind of sounds like a like a like a like a, a therapy session with with college credits. Yeah, I, except I will say this is always my opportunity to say because I think that a lot of people in my field completely fuck up because they pretend like they're therapists and we're not. Yeah. Right. So we are amazing in student affairs, the field of student affairs. We are amazing stabilizers. Like we can do really well at just de-escalating a situation. But I think that a lot of them, because people burn out from my field left, right, up, and down. I actually yeah. wrote a, a piece for the Huffington Post like seven, eight years ago that went insanely viral yeah. about how so many people in my field of student affairs have mental health issues. And one of the reasons for that is because we're pretending we're therapists. We're not. You're not trained to be a therapist. And yeah, you're going to lose it and you're going to burn out and have a breakdown yeah. because you're pretending to be something you don't have training to be. Mm-hmm. We're great stabilizers. We're great the next day. Like, great, you had the therapy session. Let's talk about how you're going to approach dorm life now. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how, okay, so you're failing this class. That's going to happen. Let's talk Great. about it. Let's yeah. talk about how you're going to navigate that. And the difficult part is, and where I struggle sometimes, is because it's at odds with higher education, right? Like, I'm a huge fan of saying, hey, you should totes drop out. Like, right? <laughs> like, you should you should absolutely, like, this is not a great option for you right now. Yeah. You're being forced into a career that you don't want to do from your family. You're spending an exorbitant amount of money to go into a career that you're never going to be able to pay back these student loans. For some students, this is not the right option. Yeah. That would be the exact opposite of how higher education works, yeah. where they're going well, for yeah, 100% retention. And I'm like, yeah, no, you don't want to retain that guy. Because if you retain that guy, you're going to lose his two roommates because yeah. he shouldn't be here. Yeah. So let's not try to, you know, let's not keep him and lose them. Let's keep those two and lose him because he doesn't want to be here anyway. How many times have you said something like that and someone, like, like a student, like if you told a student, look, I don't think this is the right fit for you. And how many times has a student proved you wrong on that, though? Because that sounds like a very interesting mm. concept. Because because some like you know everyone gets proven. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great question. How many? It, it had to have happened. I, I my mind unfortunately immediately goes to the ones that I did the opposite. I can think of one student. We're talking 14 years ago. I know her name. I I we're still connected on Facebook. Who I wish I had done a better job at counseling her out because she ran out of money the semester before she graduated and had to leave and was never able to get the degree and has debt that she will never oh, be able to man. pay off. And I wish I had done a better job at saying, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yeah, You weren't that happy. You didn't really love the degree. You weren't going to be able to pay this off. Um, yeah, I think that there were people. I actually, I can't think of people. I yeah. can't think of people, in particularly judicially, people okay. who got into trouble. I'm like, maybe this isn't the best atmosphere. And I can think of a couple. Um, but I definitely... I'm someone who has expelled people too, which is weird. Oh, yeah. Especially saying that, but then you, you have yeah. the authority, like, you have to expel people sometimes. I expelled a f- famous guy. 
You don't need to say his name. Why? I love saying his name. You do it then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you don't have to, but you're like, oh, oh I will. Um, okay. I, I, I do want to reiterate that I do not edit. <laughs> <laughs> Did we cut out the part where your previous guest blocked me? That part we should probably not be in there. But that's not. Uh, we, we weren't recording at that point. Awesome. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're fine. I will say, you know, like I can't out someone's judicial record, um, but he's kind of out about it as well. So Nev Shulman, who's the host of oh. Catfish. He's horrible. Uh, he is a horrible, <laughs> horrible, entitled, horrible person. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Watch this. I'm just texting my Google wife. It. No, no, no. Google. No, you're talking about the guy that got catfish and started to... the MTV TV show? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but watch this. Just Google Nev Shulman and Vulture. Do it right now, and you're going to see the article come up. And this is, like, one of my happiest quotes that I've ever given to a publication. You went to BW? You're no, just... he, that one was at Sarah Lawrence College. Oh, I was okay. working at Sarah Lawrence College. So Nev Shulman and type in Vulture. This is like live on the spot. I'm so excited. Okay. What yeah, article comes right up? Whoa, shit. What article comes up? Read the headline. Sarah Lawrence student says Catfish's Nev Shulman punched her repeatedly in the head. Oh my now, God. watch this. Click on the article and just scroll to the end for the last quote. This is like... I literally did watch this show with my oh, girlfriend. This horrible. show is incredible. Because how do people get catfished? You know, yeah. like all that lucky, happy-go-lucky. So just I know it's a long article. Just get to the very last quote. And I'm kind of proud of that one. <laughs> oh, shit. There you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say on the record, as a former assistant dean of student affairs, is that he was a condescending, entitled reprehensible tool (laughs) but here's the best part she emailed me the reporter and so i emailed her back what's after tool oh it's a smiley face (laughs) oh it's so sweet he did the dot that's really funny (laughs) he did the colon parentheses to make a smile that's fucking gold and i love that that made it in there he has since blocked me so this is really funny yeah i want to know more yeah so this came up again i love my random brushes with ridiculousness uh so this came up just a year and a half ago (laughs) i know oh (laughs) okay so do you you heard about like when ilaria baldwin right so this was was Alec Baldwin's wife, who all of a sudden was saying that she has some sort of uh, Latinx background, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. was a big story like a year and a half ago. And there's this amazing clip of her on the Today Show forgetting how to say the word cucumber. <laughs> where, have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is the greatest clip where she's like, and then you put in, oh, how did I say in English? Uh, cu- cucumber. Girl, you're from Boston. How do right? you say? How do you say? Oh my gosh. It's cucumber. amazing. It is one of my favorite clips. I've watched it so many times. So, this whole thing comes out and people are attacking her. And then Nev Shulman uh, responds to someone's tweet and he says something snarky. And the reporter who broke the story about Ilaria Baldwin being from Boston said, I don't think you have a leg to stand on, Nev. And linked to that Vulture article. And I'm like, why am I all of a sudden getting all these hits from all over? Like, what is happening? And so Nev blocked me that day. Uh, And this was years after. That was this Nev thing at Sarah Lawrence. I mean, I worked at Sarah Lawrence. This was 2006. So that was a chunk of time This was probably like 2004. It happened. 2005. Like somewhere Somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, I was 27, maybe. 26, 27 years old. Uh, And so it just came up again because... 
Anytime he says something obnoxious on Twitter, people link to that article. And when people go to that oh, article, shit. you just scroll down to this smiley face. He's a reprehensible tool. He had something <laughs> oh my God. within the last like two or three years too, didn't he? Well, the reason that came up too, do you remember there was a sports ball guy who I think he assaulted his girlfriend or his wife in an elevator? Ray Rice. Right. It's yeah, brutal. for the Ravens. Right. Knocked her like, out cold and then drug her out. I like how you said sports ball guy, too. <laughs> you said that twice. incredible. I will never refer to anything other <laughs> than a sports, sports ball. ball now. Hey, who's that sports ball man that kicked Excuse that girl in the hotel? Brian, yeah, like, Brian, do you want to go to the sports ball game next week? <laughs> yeah, oh we're going to so I'm a huge tennis player. Like, I was a, I was, I was a college athlete. You <laughs> I just love sports ball. I love sports ball. I was a Division 12 player. but No, I believe I love that you describe it as sports ball. NYU's like Division 12. Uh, on a good day. And so <laughs> so when Ray Ray Rice? Yeah. Yes. When Ray Rice did that, Nev or Neve uh, took a selfie in an elevator with his and it's in that article. It's in this article with, art, I with just his saw hand it. on his heart. I despise saying, cowards. This elevator is a cruelty free space with like his avion and his disposable bag. Was, and so the reporter's like, really? Because you got expelled for punching a girl in the face. And he says in his book, I absolutely punched her, but I thought it was a guy. No, you didn't. You didn't, and you're a horrible what? person. And I'll put a smiley face on it so I don't get sued. But my poor brother, who's an attorney, anytime I call him and I'm like, uh, Joel, he's like, what'd you do? What'd you say? I'm like, I don't even know. This is also why I have a Google alert set up to my name, because I don't know half the shit I say sometimes. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so that's my Neve story. So I've, I have expelled people before. I've been involved. You expelled in Neve, though? I have been involved in people's expulsions before. Did you, you? You can't talk about it. Brian, read through. Yeah, <laughs> read between the lines. Read the room. Okay, read between the lines. I'll figure this. Sorry, I was the uh, Family Education and Rights Privacy Act, and um, it prevents me from so saying certain things. I forget because I was so interested in that story. It's one of those moments where you know I'm talking about where you forget that you're recording. You're like, okay, just fucking yeah. tell me, oh motherfucker. God, I can't wait to tell you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. we've had a, a couple. Like we had the. Except uh, there's nothing to tell you. It's all in that article. Like he yeah, says yeah. what we'll he read did. The article. It's been. We've had a couple. Uh, uh, we had the. Uh, the civil rights attorney that uh, helped out the town hall protesters on. And it's funny. Remember that recording he played for us? Yeah. It just came out. Oh, so, so he it's played, legal now. Okay. Yeah. So he played that recording of uh, uh, Bobby George. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not a good guy. Berating a police officer. like telling me, uh, He played that recording for us like a year ago. He's like, oh, this hasn't come out yet, but. Let me just play it for you. Shit. Should I have said that? Hmm. We can edit this out. You're fine. You're right. Cool. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we've had a couple. We've had a couple. We can get my brother on the phone. He's 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 always yeah. on retainer. Oh, we've yeah. had a, we've had a couple guests that have been like, I don't know if I can say this. And I'm oh, like, yeah. fucking say it. And but in my mind, I should be like. Yeah, it's easy for me to Dory, say. I'm not the one that's going to Bobby trouble. George or Nev probably aren't listening to this. And if they do, ha-ha. Bobby George doesn't got, know how to work. He's got me blocked. I mean, that was I was so proud of that. I'm like, oh, he's got me blocked. Yeah. I just sent that to my wife. Cause uh, she's upstairs. Cause too. no, the, we were listening to like some like like catfish podcast oh, on the way horrible. on the week. Cause we were at. Uh, I think his mom was on the board. It was something like that. He seemed like, like such a nice person no, on the show, but also no, it's an edited show. No. And his brother, right? Like his brother was in the movie. I didn't see the movie because I refused to support anything that he does. Yeah. I didn't see the movie either. I didn't know about it because he was the subject and his brother was the filmmaker yeah. and so Sarah Lawrence used to have this thing called the the coming out dance they had a couple events it was the there was the coming out dance and the sleaze ball these were actual events and students would get 
extraordinarily intoxicated. Like there was one one year where a whole number percentage of students ended up in the hospital for alcohol poisoning. Really? We're not talking about like a like a fraction. It was like a whole number, and and because some of these events, students are in these various stages of undress, and so in particular, individuals who were not comfortable with their bodies would get extraordinarily t- intoxicated in order to be able to, you know, be half naked at these events. Yeah. Yeah. And so Neve showed up with his brother. And again, these are all, I know what's in the article and what's not. And they just, with a, like, were filming. And, and they were filming people without their consent. And so one person, you know, said stop. And then I think grabbed the camera and, and Neve just turned around and decked her. But wait, weren't no they public- Oh, no, 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 it's not public ground. No, because it's at a school. No, it's Sarah Lawrence College. It's a private college. Yeah, yeah. never mind. And I wasn't defending him. Decked her. I mean, later, I like, punched her in the face. Yeah, repeatedly. That's insane. And so his argument is she was pulling on the camera that was around his neck, and he didn't know she was a she. I, I, we're not even getting into the gender problematic pieces. Also, Sarah Lawrence, <laughs> Sarah Lawrence being one of the most LGBTQ-friendly schools in the country. In the world, you know. Uh, so yeah, that was, I remember that meeting. Also weird that your first <laughs> impulse is to just punch. Most, honestly, most, most not, people like at least say po- something 90, for a 95% minute. 95% of the population, if someone tugs on them, they turn around like, what are you doing? I don't, let me say this. I, I won't validate that. I will validate. I think that there are for certain people, it doesn't matter what their first impulse is because they think that they can get away with oh, whatever I see what you're they saying. do. Okay. 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 That is, a, that, that is something right? that's a human behavior. That's that stage three. Yeah. Yes, I did this, but she was tugging in the camera. So that's I why I get did in trouble. It. Right. Justification. Colbert's theory, stage three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We flunked on that one. Yeah. Stage five clinger over here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I like I like the classes that I teach. I like my students. Um, you know, I don't I, I, you you all grew up around here, so I, I don't know that I, to this day, totally understand Baldwin Wallace as an institution. You know, I, I'm still not, I think because I've worked at these extraordinarily uh, distinctive, like Sarah Lawrence is such a distinctive school, and Marlboro College in Southern Vermont was such a distinctive school. And so Baldwin Wallace, I'm still, I'm even in my ninth year, I'm still figuring it out about like what we're about. You know, like, oh, you have a great musical theater program. That's legit half a percent of our students. Like that's, you know, that's not that many. So I love what I teach. I love the schedule it gives me. Uh, Working with these students to, I think, do really important work is great. And that's kind of where I am. Yeah, I can name a hand. I can name like at least 10 people right now that I know went to BW. And they're like all the, the one of the qualities they do have. I think it is a good institution. I'm so excited because they're by very the way, open-minded people. Yeah, and it's like it's like an empathy, op- understanding, open-mindedness that a lot of people, a lot of them have. I don't so, think there's great problem-solving skills. It's yeah. not technically a liberal arts campus, but we are in the liberal arts tradition. So I think being it's able not a to, sports. It's not. I don't know too no. many people that like played sports there. I know some of them went to theater. Yep. And you know Ryan Guidus. Oh, okay. He went there. Shout out Ryan Guidus. He no, played. because I don't see undergrads all that often. Oh, so I yeah, think that's yeah, why. I'm not blaming BW. I'm blaming me because I'm a little, I, I really am the, I might be one of maybe two of hundreds of faculty who don't work with undergrads. 
I do every now and then. So anytime oh, a faculty okay. member, like, something happens and they can't go abroad, they send the single gay guy with no kids. And they're like, can you just go to this country with me? I'm like, yes, I can. So I've been all around the world in the past couple of years. Uh, but I don't work with undergrads that much. So I'm not I'm not dissing Bob Wallace. because so uh, Even though, again, I do have tenure. Like, I, I, I think it's a great option for students. I just don't totally – I need more talking points. They send the gay guy with no kids. They do. I Guatemala, <laughs> Zambia, Japan. Like, like I've been everywhere. Hey, hey, all you got is cats, right, dude? Okay, yeah. go to Guatemala. Yeah, later. <laughs> Call us when you get back. Yeah. <laughs> how was it? Uh, how was that? That that atmosphere <laughs> changed in the last like decade? Like the 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 college atmosphere. Higher ed. Well, look, uh, it it's certainly under fire right now, and and you had a. I think it was a state representative, I can't think of the state, really, I'm talking about a week and a half ago, who said these are just indoctrination places, sure. right? That these are just for liberals and these are just – and so the the idea of the liberal arts is under attack. Um, one of the biggest changes in the past 10 years, which happened under Obama, this was not a Trump thing, was uh, under the Obama administration, there were much um, much more explicit ties to outcomes, so that you really had to justify on your college website and in your offerings, what the hell is someone going to do with this degree? You know what? It's yeah. funny you say that because you're right. I, I do remember this because there have been not a lot but enough where I remember of former students suing their college because they weren't getting jobs. Yep. Yeah. Which in my mind is just a bonkers lawsuit because there's so many variables that go into leaving the school – it, you might just suck at interviewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, but these are things that are happening. You know, like the, the, that really, I sent that to a buddy of mine and he's like, is this like an onion article? I'm like, no, that's a real it's thing. It's a real thing. Kids are actually suing colleges because they're not getting high paying jobs. Contract. And he said the same thing contract. to me. Like, well, are they winning? No. They're no. not winning. Uh, well, if colleges are misrepresenting, so you also have... Well, that's, that's true, yeah. There's a lot going on with for-profit colleges. So for-profit colleges or diploma mills, these places, you know, we have a number of for-profit colleges in, in Cleveland. There's one literally right around the corner uh, mm. that, yeah, no, everybody who goes to this culinary school ends up with a job in culinary. food. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are working fast food, and you're not being specific about how you're breaking down working in culinary. Which technically they're like, well, you are working in food. Right, exactly. And people are like, it's not really what I meant. Exactly. But, <laughs> but you didn't ask us what you, you meant ask, when yes. you got this degree. So I these don't want to be outcomes, making big Bufords at rallies. Yeah. You know, right. like, Wait, you don't? <laughs> I don't know what either of the things are that you just said, by the way. It's on 117th. You can hit up on the way back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have award-winning fries. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible. The award was given by Brian, though. <laughs> yeah, incredible fries. It was very good drunk food. They were given food. by the yeah. LGBTQ Journalist of the Year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's actually right by Twist. <laughs> it's right next to I feel like I have driven by it. You probably never, have. Been, you got to eat. What are you doing? That's <laughs> the song for it. That's Is that effective? It That's is. That's amazing. Yeah. I, it well, got me I at mean, 14. still open. Still open. Yeah. Yeah. But one. you know, like, um, Avenue Q, you know, the musical Avenue yeah, Q, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a song, one of the opening songs is literally, the name of the song is, What Do You Do With a B.A. in English? I have a BA in English. I don't know what I was going to do. Yeah. Uh, and so what do you do with uh, – I have a colleague of mine. See, sometimes I'll start a story. I'm like, I abort. Nope. Uh, a colleague <laughs> of mine is a, a professor of art history at at a local mm -hmm. institution. And these students are spending 
a shitload of money to get a degree in art history. Okay. Okay. You, you know, it's <laughs> so funny. you bring, Right? Like, I remember taking... I can argue for art history. I, I, I took two art history uh, courses in college, and I remember telling my parents, and I was like, I am so into this. I really am. I love it. I really, really do. My dad's like, that's a cute story. Is there an art history factory down the street, you fucking dummy? <laughs> you can't get a job doing that. <laughs> now, I will make the argument. I will make the argument about aesthetic appreciation, that this can actually give you skills that you will not get in other yeah. degrees. I can do all of that, but I also am like, well, where in Brooklyn do you want to live, right? Like, cause yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I having that career counseling conversation can be really difficult. Sure. Oh, it's That's an honest much conversation, yeah. too. And I think it's one that we should be having. Exactly. Right? Like, and I say that as someone who, you know, since I went to NYU in 1995, I've never not worked on a college campus. So yeah. it's not like I've ever left. Now I'm doing other but things. But you're also sure. taking the conversation because you're not in the new job field. So you're also, I feel like, at, at, an ass, at, a, at a part of it, you are learning from the people that are asking you questions at the same time. Always. Yeah. Always. And that's education on the other end. And it has to happen, otherwise we're not preparing anyone for anything. Right? Yeah. Well, like, and that's what I mean about it. That's what I mean my question about originally, like, how have things changed? Because I remember when – I know we had guidance counselors when I was in college. I couldn't have told you where they were or who I they I couldn't even remember my counselors. I mean, I just – like, like, in college, I was just I, – I just knew that I had to get out at a certain time. And it's a different time, obviously, but, like, I had to get out at a certain time. I had to get a job. I mean, shit, man. I still don't really know what I want to do. I don't either. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I am fucking my way through life. <laughs> one one horrible day at a time, and some are better and some are worse. But, I mean, I, I'm still, like, I got an email today about a job. I'm like, awesome. Like, I'm still looking for yeah. that thing that I think is going to financially help me or that I'm really going to dig. And I think that's why I do things like this or the bright winter stuff I mentioned. I do that because I can't make a living doing this. I just can't. You know, it's I'm just... legit in a stranger's basement right yeah, now. Let's I know. not yeah. make it seem like I know. <laughs> yeah. Now, I do think one of the things that I love helping people with, uh, I do a workshop called Shameless Self-Promotion, and I, I do it quite a bit, uh, and which is hilarious because I don't actually love doing it myself, and I don't think I'm always good at it. But the one thing that I really stress for people, you know, people do their elevator pitches and how do you summarize. The big thing for me is that's okay. You don't need to know what you want to do, but what is your narrative thread? Yeah. Right? Like, what is the thing that connects this to Bright Winter? Because I would argue it's something, okay. right? That there's some sentence that connects all the different things that you do that gets you excited. And I think where you do yourself a disservice is to say, well, I do this over here and I do this over here and I also love doing this. Cool. No doubt. I would argue there is a narrative thread and there are, there are techniques, again, elevator pitches can help with that, that connect all these things so that when things come up, like I do tell people say yes to as many different things as you can, but you do have to say no to things that are off-brand for you. Sure. And I don't mean that in a like not Ricky Martin Menudo way, right? Like, But like that actually are not part of your narrative thread. Things that won't matter to you that you don't care about pretty right. much. Are well, you saying yes because you're a hoarder, right? Like, cause I And I have done that yeah. where I'm like, well, let me just, I was asked, so let me say yes to this. This wasn't my thing. Why am I doing this? It's also a psychology thing. When to say no. 
Well, you know what? You need, so you need to give your permi- self we permission need to, say, we to need do to say, that. We need to be able to say no. We also need to be able to say yes. I'm We've, saying uh, no because that's actually not what it is that I do. There's a there's a very prominent – he was actually arrested in the, the January 6th uh, insurrection last year. This very The notable, bison guy? I wish. No, not the shaman. <laughs> not the shaman. This guy, this guy Brandon this- Strzok. That's it's S T R A K A. That sounds like a, a January sixth. Yeah, I've seen the name. Yeah. Oh, he's terrible. So he used to be a hairdresser, and he was on Wheel of Fortune. Was that once. the old lady that was like, "Hey, <laughs> you remember that old lady? <laughs> no. You remember the old lady? She no, looked remember, really innocent. Remember, yeah. She's no, like, I'm gonna burn this down with my spoon. <laughs> you don't remember the old lady? No, I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. I want to she was her. She became a. Oh, sorry. Continue. Well, I'll show you well, a picture this guy, later. This guy built his reputation and built an unbelievable following in in uh, being a liberal, and now he's conservative, a gay, a gay liberal, and now he's a gay conservative, and now he's the guy that everyone gets to say, "Oh my God, I totally know a gay Republican." Right? Like that's how he is, and he's a Trump. You know, he's at he's at he's Trump's a, feet. He's another Milo. He is. <laughs> He is. He actually has tell. taken over for Milo's space, and he's he's slightly. It's called the walk away movement. So Brandon and I would get into it with each other Wait, on I'm Twitter. Sorry, what is this guy's name? Brandon Straka. Okay. I think he pronounces it Strock. He's not allowed to pronounce anything right now because he's he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, he was on the Capitol steps, really urging people on and take the shield, and and was on camera. So, <sighs> but I remember before Asshole. all of this happened, uh, Brandon was you know he runs this his, his Twitter account. I would just keep going after him because i in my ego i'm like i can change him uh and and so we would go after each other and at one point he said well i'm doing my youtube video and so i want you to be my next guest and this again goes out to millions of people and i'm thinking okay i said well what's the topic and he said it's immigration i said no and he said why would you turn that down because i don't know jack shit about immigration I'm like not you do can't it, like yes, this is a great opportunity. It would give me great exposure, but this isn't in my narrative thread. This isn't the thing that connects all the different things that I do. And being out, it actually hurts me being able to do the next bright winter, being able to do the next episode of the podcast. If people have no idea why I'm just doing this thing, there's nothing to do. Why are you chiming in with well, something you don't know talk, what you're talking about? I mean, oh, yeah. look like it, an idiot. That, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's the mentality. That's actually the biggest it. thing right there. And it's not because you don't have strong feelings about it, but if you have somebody that maybe say they're on the other side, and most likely might be on the other side of that particular topic, but they've done all this research and they know all these laws and all this and all that, you're going to get a little bit kind of stuck and flustered because you don't know as much, even though you're kind of thinking maybe from a moral or just opinionated standpoint. And then you, as an interviewer, just like, ah, I really, I don't know enough to kind of combat that or challenge that. And I don't want to, like like you were saying, I don't want to sound stupid saying, well, that can't be true. And he's like, well, yeah, it is. It's this, this. But right now we're conditioned to say yes to all of these different opportunities. And that's what I think that we're like, all right, I'll just keep doing different things because it'll It'll become clear. And my whole thing, I mean, your homework is what is the sentence that connects yeah. this podcast to Bright Winter? Yeah. Well, I mean, bright for winter? me, I can tell you like. Winter Bright? Am I getting it wrong? No, no it's bright, bright, winter. Winter. bright Winter. No, I just wanted to say that. I was asking, <laughs> I was hoping Joe would have a third one. He was like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, right? no, no. Well, I mean, the, the, well, I mean, to even answer like that, the connection is because we know people, so many people at this point that can help promote it. So I'm using some of those people and cross promoting. And saying, hey, Brightwin will promote you, and then you promote Brightwinner. But that's not what feeds – I mean, that's wonderful, and yeah. I see you and validate you. Yeah. Uh, also, but is that the thing that feeds you? The connection feeds me. There it is. That's different. Yeah. The connection feeds me because the it, – it, 
fuck yeah, good for you. <laughs> Joe's like, well, you really walked me into my own little thing right free there. Free therapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Not but I mean, I, I, I do like the. Yeah, he, sta- he stabilized your thoughts. <laughs> but I do. I, 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 uh, I dig that. I, I really dig. I dig when someone comes up to me and says, hey, where should I go for this? And I know somebody. Your connector. You know, and, and I, I, like for me, like Brian and I joke around about this all the time. Like I, when someone's like, if someone visits, I like being able to tell them where they should go. And I like being able to tell them where they shouldn't go. Connector. Like I, I like being able to, like I think we've had. You're a gateway. We, I, we, I like we, doing this, like connector. <laughs> Every single time. Like a spirit. Yeah. I like oh, yeah. Being, Keep I, telling yeah. us. To tell me more. I like being able to help people out. Connector. I like being able to tell them where to go. Connector. I like being okay, able to tell them where to not like go. Fragrance. Connector. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like peaches. Connector. Yeah. Well, oh, no, it's almost, almost. Yeah. It's almost a connector. But I mean, like, so this is something that I, I do think is an important thing. Like, like we were talking about like music and movies and books. It's important. I think that kind of defines you. Mm-hmm. You know, not not ultimately, but I think it does tell a lot about you. Um, for me, like when someone comes in town, I like to be able to tell them where I think they should go. And not just because they have good food, but because they have good people. So if someone comes in town, you know, even though these are literally separated by about 50 feet, mm-hmm. I would say, hey, go to Jukebox. Don't go to Saucy Brew. Connector. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. I've tried it a couple times and I keep people like, oh, I love it. I'm like, well, then so, I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like to me, I'm, there's like, where should I go in Cleveland? I'm like, but, you but, should go to places and like you this. are invested. I would also yeah. argue, let's try this out. Do it. You are also checking with them afterwards to see how their experience was. Yes. Yeah. That's, I want. I want. That's know. not what everybody does. Yeah. Connector. <laughs> I love you. I love that you have a signature fragrance now. Yeah. 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 But that's. But when you hold tightly to that, right? Like when you're able to give voice to that narrative thread, then when these other opportunities come up into your inbox, you're more easily able to say, "Okay, can I do the connector the way that I want to do it?" Yeah. Right? Like, does this give me the opportunity to do that? If it doesn't, then no, maybe this isn't going to be the opportunity for you. Does it mean that we shouldn't chase opportunities that, that actually physically feed us of course as well? Not. Of course we should, right? Yeah. But like, in terms of the things that feed your soul, which I'm I'm not, I'm a jaded gay New York Jew. It depends on the day. Honestly, it depends on the day if I'm into that or not. Right? We're, but, we're, wait, like, feed your soul some days, I'm like, fuck yeah. But can you repeat like, where you are in the order you said it? I, it wasn't a weird order, was it? No, it, it was no, it was like it was like poetic. It was gay, hilarious. I'm a jaded gay New York Jew, <laughs> and I'm from New Jersey. Say that so. ten times fast. Yeah. Well, I can. Let me just pull up my dating profile. Yeah. Uh, Put that Buffalo. Right yeah. That actually should be your. Profile. Are you a spiritual leader? Yeah, Call that's me. really funny. You're you're probably get a bunch of dick from just putting that as your like like profile. I'm like, fully like, convinced you all are going to set me up with someone, so I'm kind of excited. Are you? We can, could you, say it. Dwayne Duke. God damn it. Connector. Oh, connector. <laughs> I would, if I came, because I, I have. <laughs> I totally did not people catch you to do it. I was like, oh, shit. People all the time, because like, you know, I've, I've been with my wife for 14 years now. So um, people have been like, coming to me like, hey, do you know anyone single? I'm like, no, <laughs> you asshole. Yeah. I've, I've been with my wife for 14 years. We only know. I know one person that's single, and he sucks. You know, yeah. like I wouldn't set him up, and that was like, me a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if it someone was, was just like, do. yeah. <laughs> but now I'm just like, now you're in my Rolodex. So if someone's just like, do you know somebody like this? This is I'm like, I fucking do, hundred percent. I do. And if you ask him out, it, from what we've learned, he's probably available. Super. Yeah. <laughs> Super mm-hmm. available. 
but yeah, yeah, I don't I, know, I, man. That, that, I, I think that that gives you. I will. I will just say. I for me, that gives me a little bit of a charge to be able to say like, okay, this is the this is the thing that I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Not even just what you're good at. Not what you get paid for. But like, oh shit, this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I at I a do. spiritual level. I think yeah. That. I really, really do think that. I, I do. It's 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 a. It's something that I just I don't know. I, I've I've gotten so much out of just doing this. Like literally doing this. Like more when I I don't tell people what I do for a living because I don't give a shit what I do for a living. Check out my podcast, they, bro. <laughs> you know, but but man, like if someone asked me about the podcast or anything like that, man, I I got a tagline, I got a promo ready to go. And it's not something that's rehearsed, it's just something that just pops in my mind whenever someone asks. That's awesome. Because I just dig it. I hate talking to Joe about like jobs and everything. I'm like, dude, let's just talk about the next guest. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's the most like it's I not. Mean, it's just a money thing. Yeah. I guess. Like we're booked. Right. We're kind oh, of yeah. booked like through yeah. February, and I'm pumped about it. I don't get a dollar for the Buckeye Flame. This person that we're about to hire is going to be getting forty two thousand dollars more a year than I get because uh, I don't get a dollar for it. Yeah. You know, again, I have a full time salary from Baldwin Wallace. I have benefits. Sure. I'm all set there, and so uh, yet again, that enables me to do things like this, but. Some guy, there's this horrible radio show on Case Western's uh, radio station, uh, and I probably shouldn't have said horrible, but it's it's legit not good, even though I respect that it's been around for a very long time. But it's two hours of these guys just reading, literally reading LGBTQ news. And they're not even that exciting of readers. It sounds like an Andy Kaufman bit. It's terrible. <laughs> there's nothing ironic about it, though, yeah. right? And so one reading of them... Gay today. People are still gay, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just real. <laughs> I, it's not for me. I respect that they have guests on there. I respect the longevity of the show. But but one of the hosts, sometimes the Buckeye Flame pieces will go low-key viral. And this guy, like, comes after me, one of the hosts. And he says not nice stuff. And finally, I just reach out to him. I said, the hell is your problem? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Well, there's not that many of us doing this work. Why are we not supporting each other, as I just said, how their shows suck? Uh, and, <laughs> and so he said, he goes, you know what? Uh, he's like, well, you try doing radio. I said, I, I would, I would trade this for radio in a heartbeat. He goes, great. Then you get to give me your salary for the Buckeye Flame. Oh, sir, done. I get zero. So is that yeah. the impression that people are under? Is that I'm making money? I just would like yeah. write it, write it up. I'll sign that today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's trade. Yeah. My salary we got is it. Um, zero. You know, I can read your stories in a monotone. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's it's not about what makes you money. It is about the thing that like. I, I like what I do at Baldwin Wallace. I think it's important, but the Buckeye Flame is probably the most important thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Where can people get the Buckeye Flame? I mean, it's just online. Oh yeah, or... the BuckeyeFlame.com. You know, I liked that Prism you could pick up physically. I like that 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 I there was LGBTQ I, I still like that a lot because it was a connector. I still physically like books. Like I don't like Kindles. I still like books. I, it's, you know, for my, I think it was when I. When I got my PhD, when I got my PhD, my brother and my sisters got me a Kindle, and I traded it in because there was just no way. I like the I, books. I like books. I like yeah. the books. The physical act of opening a book and Absolutely. like seeing the first page. I don't have space for them, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just or, or, or I, I and skipping the intro of the book. That's my favorite part. I'm like, I just want to get to the book. I don't you just want to get to the book. I don't oh. give a fuck. Like I so I, I respect the author, but I like I'll just be like, oh yeah, I don't give a yeah, fuck what too. Charles like, Barkley has to say in the beginning of Hoop Dreams. I just want to read Hoop Dreams. Well, same thing. Oh. Any book. I know. I don't. Well, also, I don't want to see Charles Barkley's golf swing or his fucking words. I'll 
be honest. <laughs> I love him. You seen that golf swing he, he makes has? Me laugh. This is a sports ball story. I yeah, it's sports ball. Sports ball. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Hoop and dreams. Was this about Shoeless Joe or? Is Shoeless Joe and Shoeless the, and, and the, and the you ringless? You have these random yeah. athletic Shoeless Joe and the ringless like, barks. That's oh, totally, is. man. Is he dropping dimes? Yeah. <laughs> nope, he's dropping novels, my guy. <laughs> Hoop dreams. <laughs> I think everybody should be reading a little bit. Yeah. I'm so stuck in a series right now, and I'm excited to just get out of it. And then I what got my on deck. Do you know that I'm reading? Uh, they the Wheel of Time just came out on mm. Amazon. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? Let me read the books uh, because my I have an ex husband. Uh, my ex husband and I used to read the books, but I never finished them, and he was obsessed with them. So I'm like, let me just read them. And I I am one of those guys who I'm in it to win it. When I'm in the thing, I'm like, I gotta finish it. And I didn't realize there are four. Of them, and they're all 800 pages each. So I'm oh, on book nine. That. That's Harry Potter on steroids. I know. It's bad, but I love them. And so little, the books little, are good, though, right? They're so good. Okay. <laughs> they're okay. so good. It's a commitment. Um, and so, you know, in the hypothetical that, that say, I don't know, you get like dumped by a rabbi over email, this gives you something to do <laughs> and a whole world to escape into. So, yeah. <laughs> well, is that what this is titled now? Yeah. Dumped by a rabbi. Yeah, dumped by a rabbi. <laughs> Doctor. Actually, I'm going to call it dumped by a rabbi. I, so the way <laughs> well, I'm telling a doctor, people, right? I put periods in there because I Professor. think it's fun to just say, I got dumped, period, by a rabbi, period, via email, yeah. period. It, it also sounds like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> clickety, clickety, clank. The rabbi sent Said me I blank. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that's it. You're Because you're technically a professor. I, I am, yeah. So, yeah, professor gets dumped by a rabbi. Yeah. Professor dumped by a rabbi. I was just thinking about some stuff that you may, professor you may need to walk into a bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The professor wants it. The rabbi goes, nah, I got to go to church yeah. later. <laughs> he's not Three guys walk into a bar. A no, he's not even Jewish. Uh, he goes, yeah, I got to celebrate Kwanzaa. I'm so excited, too. Not about the breakup, but she's, I'm like, oh, with a rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be good if she was excited about the breakup, no, though, let's be she's honest. She's bummed. You're... She really wants me to find, although I will say, I'm also in the adoption process right now. Are you really? So I am, I'm actually, I've done everything that I can do. And uh, the idea is that a birth mother will select me this year. And. I'm told that might change things. I did it's check the box. It's not for a cat, though, right? Well, no, I checked the box for low maintenance, baby. <laughs> Sleep it's through not for the like night, a third baby. Cat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right now, you're going through way too much. I know. Yeah. Down the I know. You're like, I hey, know. Yeah, that's exciting, man. It's exciting. It's Congrats. exciting. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I hope you get it. That is really. Two we hours sign a petition? You bring this out now. <laughs> that is so exciting. This is. Oh man, I'm sorry. I babble. I'm one of the guests. No, no, no. Hey, you're you never. The reason that we never just like like start just are cutting somebody off is because. We're enjoying it too. Enter I mean, strangers. We yeah, we got to think of something else to come. You, I, I do actually have an idea. Something you could probably come back for. Today. Connection, connectors, okay. something fun. that I think you would really enjoy. It'd be kind of like fun and just, just kind of bullshit. But, but you fun, would really right? enjoy. It. Fun. I'm really glad. Okay. You I hated. <laughs> yeah. So much of this. Oh, I'm glad no, you. I'm really fun. glad you came. This was a this lot was of great. fun. Yeah. yeah. This really, really was, man. This is. Uh, this. It's interesting. Again, I think that. When, when Brian and I get to, again, meet somebody that's doing something different, you know, but when we talk about, like, those things like the laws and the Buckeye Flame and the things you're putting out there, it's not apathy College. that people don't know about those things. They just don't know. Yeah. And, and, and the more people you can kind of reach to be able to be like, hey, these things are happening. You may not know what's happening, but it's happening. Like, I think, you know, like, you go back to, like, the Josh Mandel. Josh Mandel, 
on Facebook is a raging joke, but he's a raging joke who's getting elected because I think most of us, most of us stop at the joke part and don't vote. You know, I think, I just think that a lot of that gets lost there. Like we make fun of someone like that, but don't take steps to actually make sure that that guy isn't in a spot to actually make decisions on our behalf. And I keep coming at people. So when we posted that article, everyone was responding. So there's like 16, 17 Facebook groups that I post something mm-hmm. in when the new article comes yep. out. And people will respond and say, oh, he's he's just an asshole. He's no, a joke. Cool. Not true. Agreed yeah. and agreed. Also, I want to highlight that he is currently leading all Republicans yes. to be the nom- – and if that you have a good shot at getting elected if you're a Republican in Ohio. Yeah. He yeah. legit could end up representing the state of Ohio with Sherrod Brown in the United States Senate. That would be – this is like Marjorie Taylor Greene on steroids. She, and I'm so happy she got a banned off Twitter. He, he, is, he is worse. It, yeah. Let me say in terms of homophobia and transphobia – he is trading on this. This is his currency. Uh, and cryptocurrency, yeah. too. That's yeah. like his big thing. And if he gets elected off it, yeah, again, it's only going to get that. This is the basis of it, pretty We much. only get two of these per state. We get two of these senators in the United States Senate. He will be 50% of our mm-hmm. votes. Yeah. With Sherrod Brown. Yeah. And so, I think, like, I, you can't find he's a joke, a, he's an asshole, but you got to do something to yeah. start supporting. Does yeah. everybody know who he, you know who the Democrat is? Because it looks like it will be Tim Ryan. I need everybody to probably do something to support Tim Ryan. That's yeah. all. It's just, it's a across the board when you look at percent, like voting percentages, even at the, actually, at the presidential level, voting percentages are embarrassing. And then you think about. It just goes down, no. down. It's Sherrod Brown now, Which, but again, if he gets elected, to... it's going to be Sharon Poop. Yeah. It's going to be shit. Okay, I can edit her. that out. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're <laughs> keeping that out. <laughs> but, I mean, you think about that. You think about, like, like, how frighteningly low the voting percentages are just for presidential campaigns. And then you're like, that's pretty important, and it's still that low. And then you think about state senators, mayors. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, people love to, like, you know, Hit that like button, and people love to retweet, but people fucking hate actually doing something about it. You gotta it. get out there and walk to the zone rec center where I vote and vote. You know, they, I, mm-hmm. I need Tim Ryan to get people excited about his candidacy because this will be a this will be a disaster. He really will be one of the most homophobic, transphobic candidates we've ever had. Yeah, uh, and so great. We are doing our role at the Buckeye Flame to raise the profile of these issues, but then we are really careful at the end. We almost always have a section at the end of each article called Ignite Action, where hopefully we've activated you. Now here's what you do with that energy. Yeah. Work to be done, folks. A lot. A always lot. work to be done. Yeah. I'm really glad you came in. I'm so appreciative. I really, invites. really am. And this was a lot of fun. You know, I'm glad I came across you. I'm glad you, you know, accepted the invite. Uh I definitely Hang want to on a stranger's of, garage. Yeah. <laughs> or basement. I'm sorry. It's a basement, not a garage. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette in your garage. It comes across that you both like what you do, and that's big. You can hear it. I mean, I I listen for stuff like that. What's not to like about this? You know, we we, we get to, again, we get to meet new, different, cool people and just get to record our reactions about stories. I drink free beer. It's great. 
Yeah. This is so much better than and Twist. We don't make, obviously, we don't make money doing the only money I'm we make I'm walking out is... with as many guys from here as I am from Twist. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but the beers were cheaper. Yeah. It's what we like. Yeah. I mean, the only money we make is from the guest fees, which you owe us 50 bucks. Yeah, cool. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 six, okay. yeah. or six course light banquet. <laughs> so where, where can everybody find you and your stuff? Yeah, everybody should stroll on. A, oh, my God. I have the old This Show is So Gay lines, yeah. too. But yeah. Uh, yeah, people can still listen to episodes of This Show is So Gay by strolling on over to This Show is So Gay. Dot com. And I have listened. They're really great to listen to. You it's fun to listen to the yeah. last episode. I actually thought last <laughs> summer that they all disappeared because it's done on an antiquated uh, web system, but they came back and I was really excited. Uh, yeah. So you can listen to all 430 episodes or at least 425. I don't think Menudo Guy's on there. Uh, and then stroll on over to thebuckeyeflame.com. And the is important. So it's thebuckeyeflame.com. You can always find me at, at Ken Schneck. S-C-H-N-E-C-K. All right. I'm around. Ken Schneck. Snail. Chaos. Snail. <laughs> Thank you coming both. Up? Uh, I got some shows. <laughs> All right. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> I got a show. Uh, just every- go outside. You'll see Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just follow my uh, Facebook and or no, yeah, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter That's at right. Brian with a Y. Brian Sternick. That's right. The Brian Sternick. You'll uh, see it all. I talk about it every time. That's right. Dina's uh, Good Company is a monthly show. Excited for the Good Company ones. Yeah. Right? You should come on the next one. Yeah. Excited for that. Is well, it Good Company, the restaurant by me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, the, the second, Great food. The, the last Monday of every month, it's a... Uh, it's a uh, a service industry theme show, depending on awesome. you know. Yeah, but it's it's free. Uh, I think it's like five dollars. I think what we're gonna be doing is it might be five dollars on Eventbrite, uh, but it's a free show still. So uh, when you get if you reserve a, a ticket for five dollars, you then get five dollars off. I don't know if that's official yet, but if it is five dollars, that's what's happening. We can ship yeah. in five bucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but you but you end up getting five dollars off of your order. So oh, it's awesome. still a free show. Oh, yeah. also, man, no the, one's going to that show just drinking fucking water. Yeah, the the food at Good Company is so good too. It's really really good, <laughs> and Brett's awesome. Brett's a Brett, a previous guest. He was awesome. I don't understand how it's a free show, but it's five bucks. But we'll work it out. It's the great. Door. It's free. Yeah. It's free still. <laughs> and it's, I love a show I can walk to. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's the last Monday, and then I got Dina's the second last Monday, and then. I don't even yeah. know what Dina's. Oh, is. Dina's Pizza in Old Brooklyn. Oh, it's incredible. Great. The food there is bomb. It's the, the and the, the comedy pe- there is better. Pizza's fantastic. Good. It has like an upstairs. It's it's like an underrated gem to see a comedy oh show. It's God. amazing. It's really when I first met Brian, like yeah, you know, before he started doing and like and he invited me to the show. I couldn't believe that place. He existed. didn't know how good it was going to be. It's an amazing place. Probably fit, fits about 50, 60 people pretty comfortably, and but it's like an upstairs, basically stage it's a little, It's area. a mini comedy club. We're going to have to do a bill together. Yeah. No, you should. You, you totally come. should. I do. Uh, it's, I'm hosting the two burlesque, burlesque shows coming up, one at the Winchester, and my home base is at the Beachland Ballroom. What oh, yeah. It's a blast. Uh, the 20-something for Winchester. It's Shrimp Cocktail and her show, and then there's a Valentine's Day burlesque show at the Beachland Ballroom, which do is work, my home. Do you work with Peach Fuzz? Of course. Okay. Love yeah. Peach Fuzz. We love Peach Fuzz. Yeah. Previous so I, I guest, host she the was big great. drag show at the Beachland Ballroom once a year. Okay. Uh, so I, I love that because they tell me that I am the host that objectifies the women the least in burlesque. Yep. Legit oh. don't care about them. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Peach Fuzz came on I love in Peach full Fuzz. dress. Oh, she's amazing. She was Glitter was all over the couch. Oh, yeah. You, and you can For days. That shit yeah, is this still there? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah, he'll get Peach something. is wonderful. You're going to Peach Fuzz on your, just, bus, on your we bus. We just did a story on Peach Fuzz because what a cool story of Peach Fuzz doing a drag show at... How do you, I don't know if I say it right. Saucy song? 
yeah. the sausage, sausage place and the lady butchers in Slavic Village. I love creative shows like that. Also, yeah. previous guests. We actually oh, went and did a great. show at Saucy Song. Oh, I love that. Not a show. Like, we, uh, they're like, hey, uh, why don't you just come? And we actually did an episode with both of them in the butcher shop. We just brought all our stuff and did it there. We just... And like they were awesome. They brought up beef jerky, a bottle of whiskey. I wasn't there, was I? No, you weren't. Yeah, I don't remember those. It was I'm a kosher great. vegetarian, but I would go to that. That would be Fuck awesome. Yeah. yeah. They were awesome. Cool. They were so much I'm gonna fun. check out Dina's. You should, yeah. Oh, you should. Last Monday. We'll, we'll let you know when, the, cool. when there's another one coming up. Yeah, oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. It's but, gonna be fun. But that's it. So much fun. Check out definitely check out Brian. Find out where he's gonna have some shows coming up. Joe, Dina's. what's your uh, information? Nothing. I'd you, just do this. You're gonna say your social? <laughs> if you're listening to this, then you are caught up in my life. <laughs> what's your social security number? Uh, it's four three five. Okay, how much? And is... then that's it. That's I. I have a four digit. You you have four hundred one k. You're older than I thought. Then yeah. Yeah. I am. You're the three how, wait, how old do you think he is? How old do you think I am? Oh, I'm not playing that game. Oh no, you Go are. It's all right. Good. How old do you think I am? It's okay. You can do it. No, I'm not. I'm actually not good at this. It's that's that's perfect for it's my reaction. Be, yeah. Next uh, can I do a range? Sure. I would yeah. say thirty eight to forty two. For me, mm-hmm. forty four. Okay. When's your birthday? November. You're going to be 45 this year. Oh, you, yeah. oh, you're a Scorpio? Sagittarius. Uh, so we'll both be 45 this year. That's right. Okay. <laughs> How do you think I am? I'm not. I, I want to say at 32 to 38. Oh. <laughs> Everyone guessed it. I am 27. No, you're not. <laughs> I swear to God. You look I terrible. look old. I know. <laughs> Uh, well, this was great. Thank you. <laughs> guys. I, really Thank you. I get it. I get it all the time. I don't. It's fine. You're all right. It's okay. You look amazing. I'm bald too. So yeah. yeah. But if you saw him with his shirt off, you'd think he was 50. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. 57. But that's it, you man. Gotta work on that OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing OnlyFans. Yeah. We Me and my dad are gonna set up a page together, yeah. just okay. like those British that's guys. A different fetish. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank coming. Thank you. On. I so appreciate it. Thank no, you of both. course. This was a yeah. lot of fun. I really do. It was awesome meeting you. Love the stuff you're doing, really do. I, I'm excited to, again, why we do it is to talk to people like you. We're all we're all doing the same thing. Fuck yeah. yeah. In the words of High School Musical, we're all in this together. Go team. Mm-hmm. Yep.